Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's your clap. That's you got to sync that. You can't see when it pops open, but you've just got to guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the challenge is on for the sinking, like the Titanic. As Pull the your trousers get, up, young man. As the pants get hoiked up, <laughs> it's time to begin. <laughs> His trousers are on, and here we go. My team's ready. Flair and Anderson, the coach is ready. I hope those two pigskin buffoons are ready. And Savage, if you think you're going to get your hands on me, you're badly mistaken. You're not going to tear me apart. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. Watch out for these guys. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Savage, Kevin Reed, it's a great American bash, baby. And we're taking no prisoners. Giant, you've choke slammed me through tables, you've choke slammed me in the ring. But you know what? I'm still standing here because I'm the total package. You're gonna find out why. I've already got two titles and I'm coming after yours. Lex Luger, don't bother looking up the definition of the giant in the dictionary because you're gonna feel it firsthand with the choke slam. <laughs> Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. I've got a new name for these. What? Hear me out. Retro reactions. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because we're reacting to you reactions. know live the, when it's the watch-alongs. Yeah, yeah retro, retro reactions. reactions. That's what we're calling it. Welcome now. to retro reactions. Marketing available now in the retro reactions library. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm marketingman. We are here to react retrospectively to WCW Great American Bash 1996, part of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review family. Who be we? Ivy Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, joined by resident WCW kid Sam Driver. All right. Did this one flop onto your radar? Uh, Great I, American Bash? Again, like a, a lot of this stuff I kind of went back to. My, my golden period is sort of from here on out, but I, I, I wasn't really a fully conscious, fully invested viewer I'd say until maybe about a year from now. Well, toward the back end of this year we're in, toward like a year from now. That's when I start really remembering see like set points. Yeah. So so this is one that maybe you're nearly there. You're yeah, nearly I've I've seen molded. it I've seen it before because I remember being like, ooh. 
like you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. So can you monitor? Can we monitor the ooze as we go through it? You can do. I'd like to. Yeah. That'd be a nice time. Uh, we're watching the Great American Bash 1996 today, and you know what? You are too. And you can do that by going to the WWE Network or Peacock or Pigeon or whatever version, whatever iteration of the network you've got for as long as we've got it. Uh, you can go to Great American Bash 1996, uh, June 16th. 1996. It's about two hours and 47 of your Earth minutes. We'll give you a second to do that right now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. I'm buzzing because I've not seen any of this. Yeah. Ever. Well, all yeah. new. All new. Yeah. I know some of the moves and some of the ticks and some of the things that we do. <laughs> we'll we'll chat as we go. Uh, maybe about the wrestling. We'll see. It tends to not be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless we can slot another awful gimmick onto somebody that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> just somebody working hard, trying to do their job, getting by, and we're just like, no, we're going to strip you of your gimmick. <laughs> Is Duggan on this show? Jim Duggaroni Pizza. You mean? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a spicy pizza. Sadly, no Duggan, so someone else is going to get a new gimmick, you lucky buggers. We are going to press play at the same time on go. In trois, deux, un, go. I don't know why. That was French. German. <laughs> that was Polish. <laughs> Bobby Heenan to get us going on this one. We were talking about the Mario movie before we pressed play, weren't we? Yes, yeah. And it's the mixed reviews that it has. Yeah, I don't think it's so warranted. I think it did everything it needed to do. Mm. Yeah. I'm only sad that, foolishly, we saw the end credit sequence, no spoilers. Yeah. And the credits carried on rolling and then we left. Didn't watch the, the other, there's another one. Oh, is there? There's two. Oh, see, we had the pressure of the lights are on now, get out of the screen. Yeah. yeah. We shouldn't have caved. With a, with a, with a, with a, uh, an usher look, like, looking at us going like, come on, there's another screen. It needs to come. Just let me pick up the popcorn. <laughs> Where do you go and see your films, by the way? Uh, I always try and get to somewhere like the Tyneside, like support independent cinemas for sure. But I, uh, wherever man the view view is not an independent cinema by any means but it's the cheapest so fuck yeah view mm -hmm. uh i'll tend to head over there but we went to see the light in sheffield and it was lovely ooh. big reclining chairs and nice I've, I've heard of the lights yeah i've heard it's like it's like a it's a very cash 
Yeah, it's sort of, uh, I had a little side table and yeah, my chair like reclined back and it was like big and soft and I had all the leg room in the world. So it was, yeah, it was good. It was good. We went to the Everyman in Newcastle. I've still not been to oh, an Everyman cinema. If you like cinema. the light, you'll like the yeah. Everyman. We had they a, seem similar. We had a nice comfy sofa to ourselves, yeah. Alex and I. Uh, and uh, Alex... Oh, <laughs> oh. Here he is! To no music. He's finally got a job. Look at him go. Is there any music in there or is it just very low? Are we pausing before the anthem? There we go. Pausing before the anthem. Pausing before the anthem. Blah, 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 blah. It's America the Sting and Savage. They're having a hug, you know, big buddies. Savage looking a bit. bit America. (laughs) It looks like the flag is sticking in him. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. That'd be a shame. A terrible way to go. Flag sticking in you like that. But at the end of a a drama (laughs) movie, a dramatic movie like Mario. That's how Mario ends. Just a big cruel twist of fate. Mario has a flag. Spent your life hoisting the flag, only to be defeated by it. <laughs> I think next time. I think in a few weeks' time, we can probably talk spoilers of Mario because I don't want to do it too much because people haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. People but, will uh, have, will have got around to seeing it. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's getting. You know, I don't think it's it's the hate it's getting is warranted. I think no. when you look at it from what it is, and how it'll just be a springboard for something else, then fuck it. Runtime was terrible. Like, that was the only thing. Runtime was just like, it's done, see you later. And it was like, fuck, you know? <laughs> I don't want like 80 odd minute. I know it passes the 90 minute mark, but I don't want like 80 odd minute films to become the norm again. There was a brief period where that happened. And it was like, mm. I do want to see it. But I think the speed makes me want to see it again because there is so many Easter eggs in there. Yeah. I don't think I drank them all Because it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Alex said, uh, Alex said, she said, I love watching it, but I love watching you watching it. Because yeah. you'd see like something in the background and you like, yeah. oh, just, they're doing the thing. It's like a sequence where it's like, oh, and I'm like, you. She said, I love watching you watch it. I'll say one little cheeky spoiler. I don't think it's supposed too much. Charles Martinet in it. Yeah. 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 I was happy to hear him. Yeah. What a boy. Dusty on comms with Tony Schiavone for Great American Bash. Now, according to The Observer... Dusty was booked to do commentary. He turned up at the arena in the morning, went missing for hours. Right. <laughs> and literally about four minutes before they went live, he just turned up and went, I'm ready to go, baby. <laughs> like, where have you been? We've been he was to, there for call time. He was there for call time. <laughs> but I love that. He just vanished and then like four minutes before they go live. <laughs> like, it's like the time I turned up at North as the pre-show was about to start and I literally walked straight through, straight to Gorilla. No. And I said, who am I announcing? Right. When I'm Cheers. playing when I'm playing M Dickey's Wrestling Empire, it doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't matter when I get to the venue, what I've been doing earlier in the day, <laughs> so long as I'm there for my match. Right? <laughs> Have we started streaming M Dickey? No, not yet. Are you starting it? Uh at some point probably, but yes. I'm in the middle of a truck thing right now. So Where are you driving to? Well, I, we're in the China right now. Nice. We're in China. It, it's <laughs> You're meant to go to it's, it's very buggy, <laughs> but we're in China. <laughs> God. It's the fact that you're in China, partly because it's buggy. It's it's because I think the Turn game has on the stopped being supported, so it's barely in English. It's got a very rudimentary translation. The last stream ended with us finishing a, a like two thousand kilometer drive to Taiwan, only for me to press the button to deliver, and the whole thing crashed. <laughs> so oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fire and ice to kick things off. Oh. Fire and ice in your soul after, yeah. After that, it's going to be a crash. long. It's going to be a long year, Tom. It's going to be a very long year. 
I'm stuck in China until I make three million. And then we're going to probably be shimmied on elsewhere. Is that true? You can't leave China until you make money to leave. What is this, Animal Crossing? No, but I, I basically, like, I, on my streams, I have a, a hollowed out German shepherd that's full of drugs. Don't judge me. And uh, we kind of just sort of left the truck life behind for a while. And so he's passed into some uh, nefarious hands. And, and now he owes them money. And I've got to go pay it off. <laughs> so started in China, three million. We barely made four grand last stream. This is going to be a long time. It's the Steiners, everybody. We're up for the, ju- <laughs> we're up for the ride, and, and Thursdays are when you stream. So if you're watching this... 6 p.m. on Thursdays. There you go. You can pause the reaction at any point. And the only time we'll not be dropped. trucking is when it's a WWE pay-per-view week. <laughs> <laughs> when it's a WWE pay-per-view week on the Thursday, we do Marble Mania, which yeah. if you know a bit of Marble Mania, you've never lived. What the fuck are you doing? Well, Get welcome. to a Marble Mania. Yeah, so you'll have a Marble Mania Marble Ash coming up. Yeah. Fat Marble. Yeah, I need to come up with the most inconvenient name for it. <laughs> Not Nothing inconvenient about this opener. So we've had a couple of matches already before the event got underway. By the way, we're in the Baltimore Arena Okay. for Great American Bash. Uh, this is a, a, freq- a frequent venue. It was a frequent venue of Jim Crockett Promotions. They love the Baltimore Arena and WCW, as we're seeing here. Uh, back in 88, uh, the first Great American Bash was held here. It'd be held here at least another seven times. As is as it is here tonight, Super Bowl Five would be here, uh, which will see Sting winning his first NWA World, world Title from Flair yeah. at '90s Great American Bash. This would also be in 1992, where Ron Simmons beat Big Van Vader Man. for his WCW title. Nice, Ron Simmons. If you listen to the Raw review, has just turned up as Farouk Assad, and it's all made it's made us all feel very Assad. <laughs> it's like, why have you done that to Ron Simmons? What are you all about? It's Farouk. Why Classic. You- why have you carrying cross to Ron Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad time. Uh, but yeah, so this well, is... Well, he is the original carrying cross, right? In terms of the gladiatorial gimmick yeah. being thrust upon you. Vince, Vince just has this thing every couple of decades making somebody a, a gladiator. <laughs> Why never did that with Mike Awesome? He keeps calling himself the modern-day gladiator, pal. Let's put a helmet on him. No, Fat Chick Thriller. <laughs> yeah, that's that you, the one. Is that your favourite Mike Awesome? Yeah. What else did he do that was of note? Nothing. Any five-star <laughs> matches in the repertoire? I don't think so. Drove a, drove a, a EC what? A EC, no, <laughs> Fat <laughs> Chick Thriller. Fat Chick Thriller. That's he, the one. He, he fancied big glasses. That was the joke. What are you on about joke? <laughs> that was the that was the real life. That's the real Michael life. No, no, no gimmick needed. Jonathan Awesome. Yeah. Michael Jonathan Awesome. Fat Chick Thriller. That was a thing they did. That was. I can't wait to get to to those halcyon days on Nitro in a few thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Nitro girls to get through first, Tom. I can't get. Hang on. What? That's going to be a very awkward period of time. Well, yeah, we haven't had them yet, have we? No, it's just going to be all of a sudden one Monday you're going to tune in and be like, "We've got women in cages. Women in cages. Look at them dance. Here comes Booker T. <laughs> he owns one of those women in a cage. Here comes Scott Steiner." <laughs> and he's looked at woman one and woman two, and now he's making his entrance <laughs> as they dance. Look at them dance, and were then they, like the Mortal Kombat music at, starts. They off. were in cages at first. I don't think they were because I know in TNA they were in cages. I think there was a couple of points where they were like they had a bit of set dressing, but yeah. it's usually just like now we're at the halfway point. Welcome the Nitro Girls, and it had become like a halfway break, wouldn't it? it everyone going for a, a quick wee, whilst the Nitro goes, oh, Jeebus. 
So Scott Norton, Ice Train, Fire and Ice. I think there was so much potential in this tag team, we barely scratched the surface with Fire and Ice. Yeah, it, but the thing is, we're in a bit of a transitional time, aren't we? So a lot of things are just going to sort of change. Plus, WCW never really, for whatever reason, got behind Scott Norton. I can't fathom Given that, like, his success in Japan and given, <laughs> like... Given his status over there, you'd think that they'd be able to kind of turn it into something more. Maybe it just was a bit of a clash of personalities. Like, who knows? Just me. It's a shame. It is a shame because he's good. Yeah, when he came back for the New Japan Rambo, I was like buzzing. <laughs> he could still, he still got it. Got his pop, and it was like, Scott Norton. Scott bloody Norton. I'm, uh, do we we do see him walk out with the IWG? He defends the IWGP title on WCW television. Yeah, without New Japan's permission, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and that's what cr creates like a massive rift and an argument between many parties involved. <laughs> Companies are very precious about their belts. Well, you got to be. You've got to be. It's a prop, but it's it's your number one prize, right? Mm. I seem to remember when TNA started just doing what they like with the NWA World Title, and yeah. the NWA went. No. It's like Vince, like, yeah, give me the big gold. Yeah, you come over here. I want the NWA belt. You, I want all these belts. Give me these belts. What do you mean you're doing that to me with my belt on another company's programming? You can't I'll do sue that. you. You can't do He's literally <laughs> just done it. <laughs> with fucking Ric Flair, like, what, four years before? Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's different. That was different. That was different. This is hurting me and my business now. It's hurting my short, my little mom and pop company. We're just barely making it through. Wait ah. on. We don't. Really. We're, we're so we're so poor. We don't even own our own company. We had to sell it. <laughs> Form a conglomerate. <laughs> he puts the, he puts the little. That's puts, why we're doing more budget cuts. He puts the Oliver Twist outfit on very quickly, doesn't he? When it, in this ear, it's like, oh, we're just struggling by. Just and then all of a sudden, you turn a corner and go, I'm a millionaire. Fuck you all. But I'm just a shy little boy with no money. I just can't see him as anything but Mr. Snrub. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, he's just Mr. Snrub. Mr. Snrub. <laughs> I like this guy's ideas. <laughs> it's so, I, I think um, John Stewart absolutely put it best and described him as what happens when you type snake tycoon into AI. <laughs> <laughs> John Stewart devoted about 60 seconds of last week tonight just to look at Vince McMahon's new look. I think it's just going to continue as well. It's not like he's not had an axe to grind there before. Oh, no. I always enjoy when when John uh, John Stewart takes uh, not John yeah um, John Oliver John Oliver yeah. I'll call him John Stewart John Oliver when John Oliver takes WWE to task I always quite enjoyed it I like WWE but I also like last week tonight with John Oliver <laughs> and I like it when he takes him to task it's a bit like that's the thing that I like and you're calling it out too yeah it, it's like I it's probably one of the only people in the mainstream that that really tries to expose stuff. So oh, oh, God. Tries to expose Scott Norton's skull with that. Jeebies. He kind of landed right on the top of the shoulder. Oh. He rolled just in time, but fuck me. Meaty that was, uh, boys fighting <laughs> with hilarious... Referee's just God's like, leave him there for a minute. Just leave him there for a minute. Let just sleep just... it off. And have a little sleep. So uh, a time of as you're if you're hearing this as it goes out, my my mum and dad are in the northeast. Really, really, yeah, nice. Seen them in ages, Man. and they've come up to spend a couple of days up here. Lovely. So spend the day with them on Friday. Uh, I think this would be where I break the news to my dad that uh, Bushwhacker Luke has died. Right, I haven't told him yet. Okay, so Butch, sorry, Butch has passed away. Right, um, so because my dad was a big fan of the Bushwhackers. Yeah, 
and uh, the bushwhackers may or may not have challenged me and my dad to a fight. <laughs> so <laughs> he might be relieved. Yeah, he might be a little bit relieved, but at the same time saddened deeply by it. It was a running joke that whenever my dad would ask, when watch the wrestling, my dad would go, hey, buddy, the bushwhackers, how are they doing? <laughs> They're doing all right. He'd throw a few names. It would always be the Bushwhackers as one of them. So yeah. when I got to interview them, I said, my dad always asks, how you doing? And uh, I chat with them about my dad. And, and his, I think it was Butch that was going, well, tell Gary that I love the sound of his pub shed in the garden. <laughs> and we're going to come over, have a couple of beers. Then we're all going to take our tops off and have a fight. <laughs> said it to my dad. And he said, this is the best thing any of my children have ever sent me. <laughs> We're having a fight with the bushwhackers. <laughs> we are done. So you'll be relieved or saddened that that fight may not happen now. Unless my dad joins the bushwhackers. That could be a thing. Yeah, he could. Before the show started, by the way, um, Rocco Rock and Jerry Sags had a match that lasted two minutes. What's the point? <laughs> like, what's the point of giving them sanctioned matches? <laughs> Like what the fuck's the point? They want it like those two teams want to smash the ringside area up and have brawls. <laughs> yeah, just keep them unsanctioned. Turn it into like a weird featured attraction. That oh god, out they come! I guess we're gonna have to hold off on Alex Wright for ten minutes. Have Alex Wright standing there at the top of the ramp, just like what the fuck? <laughs> I've got a match. Bischoff's just like just give it five. They'll be done. They'll be done. They'll be done. I've got to catch a bus. <laughs> Uh, we also had VK Wall Street beat Jim Powers okay. in three minutes. So we're putting over Jim Wall Powers Street. getting his uh, getting <laughs> his appearances in. <laughs> and uh, After Jim debuting last week. And everybody's favourite uh, Italian pizzeria owner, Jim Duggan. Jim Duggaroni Pizza. Jim Duggaroni Pizza yeah. uh, pins Disco Inferno in two minutes in a total squash. That's that, a spicy pizza. That <laughs> is a spicy pizza, which is what he screamed <laughs> post-match. It's a spicy pizza, as he's contractually obligated to do. So that was main, that was main event, the pre-show. They had still three more matches than most WWE pre-shows. Yeah. I, you, again, like back back at this time, I was talking with Matthew about like um, old games the other day and stuff. But it's like you needed that extra value for money, didn't you? Like you just everything was crammed to the gills. Games would have thousands of collectibles, mm. like and no discernible way of like working out where all of them were unless you had an internet connection. Like movies were over the top, TV shows were crazy. Your sporting events had to match that. So I think it's just like you need that value for money. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and and you should get that. I think WWE doing a two-hour pre-show, I think, is a joke. With no with no matches, I think they should have at least something for us. But I guess they don't need to. Yeah, because it's all on their network. Well, that's it now. It's just if you build it, they will come, right? And mm. the, the thing is, ratings aren't the be all end all, and that's the thing. Like back here, ratings and advertising kind of went hand in hand. But advertising has largely, you know, until the modern era, it was always said that you know advertising was a hard one for wrestling because wrestling fans quote have no money <laughs> um so they're a difficult you know it's a difficult group to market to as well because it's so diverse you have people from all walks of life there's no like key product everybody uses unless it's something like skittles or snickers or you know like a big brand yes so i think with those brand deals getting crazier and crazier it, it means that ratings don't really matter so much now mm. and so that it's all in you know the the sponsors and the the partnerships you can make so we're entering like a an ad driven wrestling industry now. And there's then there's not really the pressure that there was before. No, but at the same time you've got to there'll be pressure from advertisers to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm. We need you out there in the cinnamon toast crunch outfit, get out there. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Sol Ruka. 
It's oh Jesus. my god! Oh, Scott Norton does not like the two. top of his head. Bless Scotty. Bless Jeez. Scotty Norton. Wow. He does not like the top of his ear. I was like, because I I hate this, you know, slow descent into marketed wrestling, you know, where everything's sponsored by like the Anheuser-Busch Battle Royal and all this <laughs> shit that it's going to be. But you got to admit, it's taken till 2023. We've had a very good run. But a good run. Considering this period of the time, like the, toward the late 90s, especially advertising becomes astronomical. Mm. I was surprised we didn't have logos fucking everywhere toward the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah, like I, just all like over the ring and all over the, was the that more barricades. A case of there and... was just a lack of those names that were sponsoring. Maybe of the quality of the but content. I think it's it's no surprise it's happening because it happens in every other major sport. And you know, if you go to Mexico, Japan, rings covered in adverts. Like mm. it's, and but it's you know it is a different thing to make it the the Bray Wyatt lights out match. I think you got to pick your matches a lot fucking better for <laughs> for certain things because it's like oh that just made that all terrible it was a gimmick match oh. oh great and it pretty much finished off Bray Wyatt yeah <laughs> we haven't really seen him since have we? and it's like if you just just you know you could still call it the Mountain Dew Lights Out match but maybe not for maybe not for Bray maybe it doesn't work for Bray or mm. if, it, if it is then just don't have Mountain Dew font name slates and don't have the logo everywhere yeah <laughs> maybe don't maybe yeah maybe sponsor it in a more subtle way mm. if you can there's no Mountain Dew for the whole match mm. Bray wins by opening a can of Mountain Dew, drinking it like Popeye, ba-boom, arms inflate because Nick Khan's CGI links through Hollywood. <laughs> and then he just decks him. So the power of Mountain Dew. Yeah. And then he can get on the mic at the end and go, I only won this because Mountain Dew made me physically stronger. And then he remembers, and, and then he remembers your bones. he's in Philly, even though I can't remember where that show was. And he's like, oh no, quickly need to do some of the ECW audience. And then Sandman's the can against himself. <laughs> and that's it. Drink it, it'll make you feel much better. Definitely. Yeah. It won't make your bones weak. I'm crying because of the joy. The joy of winning the Mountain Dew match. I'm honoured to win the Mountain Dew match. You could have given that to any other match. In terms of like shows, yeah, like the lack of shows that have shows that never had that true like big sponsorship. I'm thinking though, in our timeline, we will watch the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc event. We will. Heavily we will. sponsored. Uh, the, Slim big, Jim. the big Snickers pumpkin Halloween Havoc as well. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Sullivan in great shape here, by the way. I was about to there. say that. He looks brilliant. Like, he's he's always been a barrel. Like, you can't help you build, right? Mm. Like, he's always been quite a short, barrel-y type guy. But in re remarkable shape, given that, like, not, not to be a dick, but given his age here. Yeah. He's hardly a spring chicken. Uh, and the last couple of times we've seen him, it's been in less wrestling capacity. So it's just sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see him in, uh, in, in good nick. Is that... Is that Satoru Siyama's tiger mask? It is. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's Algato, <laughs> aka for, feet, for for fans of the now defunct New Generation Project podcast. This is Pat Tanaka in a mask. Oh wow! It's Pat Tanaka in a mask. Oh Pat, big Pat Tanaka in a mask. Well, you know, I'm 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 going to give it a chance. Well, go on, Pat. <laughs> I've got that mask at home. It we'll does look like a tiger mask mask. It is a tiger mask mask. Is it just, he just grabbed the nearest mask and went, I'll pop, well, I think pop the, that the, on. The tiger mask mask is, uh, it's a hard one to kind of describe how it was disseminated. Here he comes, the bank manager Conan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are his glasses for getting right up close to the receipts. <laughs> and his catchphrase, his famous catchphrase, I will check your balances. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> Before you wreck your balances. <laughs> What belt is that? Is that the CMLL? Yes, it is. 
He's no, he's triple A. Oh, is he? I believe so. Ah. Or is he CML at this point? I thought that Ray, was. I don't know. Ray's Ray's package had a load of triple A footage in it. But um, yeah, like the Tiger Mask mask um, <laughs> has been bestowed upon many wrestlers, um, and it just became a general gimmick at various points. So it's sort of like the Tiger Masks have always just been around. They've just like floated ever between. since the first sort of you know iterations of Tiger Mask, Sammy Lee, Satoru Siyama. Ooh, you tigermasknowledge.com. Oh! If the, the, the way it was zoomed in on the ref, it was like it was like in a Going WWE game where the character's glitching yeah. out. <laughs> or like when you when the camera's frozen, because it's showing like a cutscene, but for some reason you can still inexplicably control your character. <laughs> it's just Just imagining just like, alright, Pat, here we go. <laughs> Have you got your receipts? No! <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> what about your expenses? You know, you've got any petrol receipts? You've got a card. Did he pay on card? Cash. How do you, what, are you PAYE? No. Oh, this is a any, whole different any, form. Have you got invoices? No. <laughs> Squaring up to it. But Conan's really reluctantly doing the gimmick where he's just like, oh, do you have your receipts for the bank manager, Conan? Pulls out his money counting visor, sits down. <laughs> He's got one of those like old school, like proper hand crank calculators. I'm a champion in CMLL, Holmes. <laughs> the bank manager, he's he's doing his receipts now. Do you know the story about Conan trying to go back to WWF during the Attitude Era? I heard about a phone call. Yeah, he called up Bruce Pritchard uh, and was like, "Yo, Bruce, it's K Dog," and like was like, uh, "You uh, apparently like asking about what this sub Pritchard tells anyway." He was like, "I think just sort of putting feelers out." just to see if anybody be interested. But he, when he rang up, he was like, it's K-Dog. And he didn't have a fucking clue who K-Dog <laughs> was. So he just sort of was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently that led to like bad blood between them for years. But it was just a simple kind of, I don't know who the fuck this is. And just sort of went back on with his day. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I had a message a few years ago in my DMs. And it was, and it was somebody I'd never interacted with ever. Yeah. And they just went, ah, Mr. Campbell, my arch nemesis. Like, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, we've fallen out a few times, but I want to say on this, I agree with you. Never spoke to him ever. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin. <laughs> but I looked at it and I realized he'd actually tweeted me a few times, like disagreeing with things I said in video. I can't remember the name now. It was years ago. <laughs> and, and I just went, oh, okay. But I like the idea that in this guy's head, like this was a long-term story that was like, oh, yeah. me and Tom are always arguing. I'd never spoke to him ever. Yeah. A bit of what's it? What's it called? A parasocial relationship. Oh uh, yeah, parasocial. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like I've invented how we interact. I've like formed a parasocial relationship with myself now. I never know <laughs> yeah. what to like tweet or Instagram or like. I never use Facebook. Like I'm at the point where I might just make a whole new Facebook. Yeah. Just for like friends, like actual people I know, and just get rid of my old one because it's just condensed with people I worked with like nine million years ago. And it's like, I've not seen or spoke to you in ages. But unfriend them. You, you can unfriend them, but I'm just awkward, Tom. <laughs> so it's like, if I just, just, bit political, just, isn't it? just deactivate that one, start a new one. Hey, family and friends, how you doing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I never know what isn't to post. Like, I'll, more, have, I'll have a good day. to burn down a house but yeah, than clean it. <laughs> but it's like, if you if you have a good day, take some photos, it's like, well, no, 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 no. like I'm, I'm going to put that out and then you just don't put it out. And it's like, oh, fuck. I feel like a dick now. I feel like a complete dick. <laughs> it is. It, it's that weird pressure yeah. that you have to go, look what a great day I'm having. 
But then that's the whole issue with social I get, media. In I Germany. get like an invisible wall in just new social situations anyway, man. Like I, uh, if I'm meeting people for the first time, I'll just be in my head going, say hello, like talk to them, see what's going on, just have a natter. And it's just like mute. And I'm just sort of like, it's like when you get to the, the, the level boundary of a game and there's just that invisible wall. It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm just sort of sat there. It's like, come on, say something, do something. And I'm just like, ah. we seem quite chatty. And when I know social. people, I'm fine. Yeah. But yeah, when it's when it's new, man, I'm just sort of like, mm. <laughs> it takes me ages. Just to warm to people. Yeah. It's why I think most people must go, God, this guy's a knob. Well, you were lovely I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just nervous. You were lovely with Nick Harrison when he came up. Yeah, he was, yeah. You gotta, you gotta just try. You gotta try. Just throw yourself into yeah. a social situation, and, and the worst thing that can happen is people think you're a knob. And if yeah. you know you're not a knob, then that's all right. Then you gotta get over the eating yourself alive over it. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Alex is a bit like that. Like I overanalyze shit. everything I do. Yeah, like, and I'll sit there and build it up to a point where it's like everybody thinks I'm a dick. <laughs> How can that's they not? It. I think I'm a dick, uh, and it'll just do that, and then I'll get. To the point where it's like, no, well, these people probably don't want to hang around with me anyway because I'm a dick. And that's <laughs> like, I just cut off. Like, I'm parasocial to myself. <laughs> I'm weirdly like that. Like, with my, my folks coming up, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get my hair cut tomorrow mm. before I see them because in my head, I'm going, I need to make sure they know that I'm coping all right and I'm all yeah. right. And I'm thinking, no, but I am though, so <laughs> it's fine. Like, I don't need to pretend that I'm. I, I pay bills. I have a home. I have a job. <laughs> um, why do I have to go? I must pretend that everything's fine. Well, everything is fine. <laughs> they must know. How, I must trick them into thinking it's, that I get adult. Okay. It's just like inside of head battles, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The the no nobody creates more more, more frightening horror stories and, and spooky vampires than the ones that you create inside your own noggin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pat Tanaka in a mask is having a terrible time against yeah, Conan. He's, he's, Conan's really exposing old Pat here. He's exposing him like he's exposing his receipts to the to the cold light of day. He's exposing him like he's exposing. I don't know if Conan the bank manager the gimmick. You know, I don't know. It's the one. We got to. We were workshopping it. We, we gotta, were workshopping it, but I, I don't know. I think we have got to push through. I think we just. Is gotta, it Jim Duggaroni Pizza good? Um, I don't know. Wh right now, it's not. But who's to say that Jim Duggaroni Pizza? I mean, there's. there's I think we're looking at the complete wrong side of the the ring here. You know. <laughs> oh, oh, our man just got pinned. I reckon that what we should have done is instead of gone bank manager Conan, we should have made the most obvious choice, and that is for beef extract. <laughs> you know, the perfect person to represent that's Elgato. <laughs> in his cat mask and it, you get him in the adverse it's like mm, beefy <laughs> you know I think that works oh no he's the dessert we spell it differently yeah El gato <laughs> yeah but it's, it's a bovril gato bov yeah. no bovril gato Alabama slam out the corner is nice <laughs> and then that roll over mm. Conan was fucking Mother, good man why did you make me a bovril gato because fuck you son that's why eat it Brexit means Brexit <laughs> bovril means bovril <laughs> Bank manager Conan. We're going to eat a great British meal <laughs> and it's going to be made of bovril. <laughs> just as. But just mum, as they use the Argent greatest Englishman Jesus intended. But, but mum, they use Argentinian beef. <laughs> the Falklands <laughs> are a British. <laughs> We've mom, talked the, about this. The bread's at £9 a loaf. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd like to, to very quickly make mention is as the Conan match finished, we had a lovely transition where the screen turned into a cube yes. and rolled away. That's the sort of shit I'm obsessed with. I miss that shit yeah. so much. I want more. There's something I'm working on right now that's set in like the 80s and I've tried to stick to 80s editing techniques nice. throughout the whole thing. So you'll see quite a lot of this stuff. Oh, like transitions and Unironic like star, star wipe, star wipe yes. Tom. Unironic star wipe. They're the best. I love an unironic Star Wipe. Sheep Wipe was my favorite at uni. Our Telecaster had a uh, Sheep Wipe where it would just form all these little like silhouettes of sheep. It was very strange. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they bounce off the screen. No, they would just sort of like, it would be like the silhouette of a sheep and it would kind of just bleed the next shot through as loads of sheep. Oh, wow. Yeah, until it was fully transitioned. Have it you was... put that in there? No, oh. I couldn't find it. And I couldn't be asked to build it. <laughs> Mainly, I couldn't be asked to build it. Because that'd be a job in itself, building yeah. Oh yeah, a fucking yeah. transition. You don't think about it, but that takes a long time. Yeah, editing's like all-consuming, man. I, I'm worried, like, when me and Steph move in and I get a room to edit in, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be dark. It's going to be like an edit suite. It's like, no concept of time. I will be never leaving it. It'll be like a tomb. <laughs> Steph just opens the door, lets the natural light in, you turn around... <laughs> Basically, yeah, because it, it's like for me, like paradise is just being left alone with computers to just fuck around and edit stuff, like mess around with 3D all day. Ah, oh. it's a lovely day. DDP. Oh, uh, Meltzer, by the way, stars. Yep. What did he reckon to Rick and Scott versus Ice and Scott? One and a half. Three. Three. He said very good Japanese style match. Until the finishing move wasn't taken right. I can't believe they think even think of trying to have a guy the size of Norton take a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you think of that, Dave? <laughs> Why would you think of... I can't believe they think of a guy the size of Hogan trying to slam Andre. <laughs> uh, what did he give Conan and Pat Tanaka a mask? Uh, one and a half. Two. Dave, you piece of shit. Stop <laughs> outgrading me. Dave's... Dave's in a good mood tonight. What did he give DDP's glasses? Uh, he hasn't rated them just yet. <laughs> Bastard. Diamond Dallas Beige. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Beige. He re <laughs> I'm the spokesman for the McCain Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to tell you about an after-school tea that's going to make you really happy. It's smiley faces, it's potato <laughs> waffles, and it's turkey dinosaurs. Yes, those are Bernard Matthews, but we got a bit of a co-promotional deal going on. <laughs> the potato waffle like the diamond cutter waffly versatile <laughs> oh, oh here it comes the American male himself I'm not quite sure why he was so excited to beat up DDP because he's, he's starting to he's starting to feel a change within himself Tom oh no he's no longer going to be the American male pretty soon he's going to be buff daddy well, not pretty soon. Was, it's a while off, but I he's going to be Buff Daddy. I was hoping we were going to get another gimmick there. <laughs> he's going to be Buff Daddy, the train conductor. <laughs> All about Mama's boy. <laughs> Mama's... Oh, that's... I mean, that's a... Some would say that's already the gimmick. Mom, can you call WCW and tell them that I'm poorly? I, I don't Can know whether indeed. I believe that story. Like, who the fuck at that age would have their mom call in and be like, he's ill. <laughs> I know there's a lot of egos flying around I know it was a very tumultuous time and it must have been hell for WCW staff that weren't, talent sorry that weren't, um, and staff I guess but who weren't under heavy contracts Oh god, it, was it must have been fucking terrifying mm. 
going into a locker room where but you can't have your majority in. people fucking hate you him. can't have your marring in well buff didn't make any any friends there like we it's been well cory well 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 um discussed uh, on the classic SmackDown review, whereby like he would sort of <laughs> he late. would just walk around with his with his Mom. airbrushed face hat and just put it on people <laughs> and go Slytherin and call them buffer maniacs. It, it really wasn't very fun. Undertaker was so upset. <laughs> you really liked that hat, did Undertaker? Imagine Undertaker was the only person pulling for Marcus Bagwell backstage. <laughs> He's all right. He's the guy. He's the one. Strap the rocket to him. He can defeat the streak. I will lose to Buff Bagwell at WrestleMania. He starts saying it. He's Buff no- versus Rock at 17. Oh! <laughs> Thing is, right, had Buff not been a dickhead... He could have had some fun in WWE. It's one of my favorite things to follow is is this sort of stuff um, when you're watching from so early. Because mm. Buff Bagwell at this point, is he's a very dynamic young talent. Mm. Um, he's certainly somebody who WCW have got on the radar for bigger things, which they do. They pull the trigger on that. Yeah. But then it just seems to become muddled. Like, really, really muddled. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you went from, like, the American males? Like, yeah, it was a cheesy, corny gimmick, but, like the kind of style of performance mm. is still sort of there, but it's never the same. It, it's it's weird. It's like he becomes like a much bigger guy as well. So it's sort of a stylistic change, I guess. But. Because when you become bigger, there's less, you know, you're not as, as quite literally not as flexible. It's yeah, like Brian Cage can't reach stickers on his back. <laughs> people just stick stickers on him. <laughs> is that a thing that happens? Yeah. I <laughs> At merch tables, people stick labels on it. It's just like... See, I should watch Rampage more often. <laughs> We all should watch Rampage more often. There's just so much wrestling. I like that AEW are launching a new show called yeah, Collision, yeah, uh, which is the store, which is like because Rampage was set to be the next, the new, the, their second show, and it yeah, it was set to really, be SmackDown. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. That's it, but it didn't really work out the way that it was supposed to, and and instead of like maybe looking to fix the kitchen, put some, you know, sort it out, they've just burned the kitchen down. Yeah, and. <laughs> said, right, we now have a new kitchen. We now know not to add water to the bubbling oil. <laughs> but we won't go back in that room. Yeah. <laughs> we'll open another room where we won't put oil You're all in. still going to have to kind of shuffle through that room, though, from time to time. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still going to be stuff there to catch. <laughs> it's like hoard- Tony Khan just hoarding TV shows. He started 19 wrestling shows. <laughs> May consolidate some of these? No. I'm bringing back the WWA. That's right. I got in touch with McManus. I've bought the rights. <laughs> Australia, we're coming for you. We've got a new show to go with it. We, we've run out of names. We already have 97 AEW shows running continuously at the same time. But still, the roster's too big. <laughs> thing is, like, it'd be wild if it got to a point where there was just a major wrestling show on every night of TV. I think we're there like but like a major hotly anticipated like that's a, that's a level of bubble i don't think we've ever seen no i suppose yeah are you suggesting that impact isn't hotly anticipated i i'm i'm how do um, um how do <laughs> nick aldous how do <laughs> yeah i know i i know. i love him i just don't I know him. if it's a good fit like and i, I know that you know, he has history with Impact, mm. but I I don't know if it's a good fit. I, 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 but then I don't know, you know. It, it's, it's all in how it turns out, it's, right? Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't just want to see 
more of what we've had before from him. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see something new. He seems to be somebody who's keen to reinvent himself fairly regularly. So it, this could be it, you know? This could be a big moment for him. It could be the making of him uh, in, a, in a new respect, like get some more eyes on him. But at the same time, it's, I just worry that Impact may start to kind of creep back to the well and, and mm. go back too far towards storylines that I think they could just be kind of moving on from and doing all new stuff. It was funny because we were talking like um, Jack Atkins and I were talking about this yeah. yesterday and how with Impact, they've got a phenomenal knockouts division, like yeah. rich and varied and broad. Mm. They've got a great X division of really hot young talent. They've got a tag division that's, that's loaded up. Yeah. The heavyweight title division seems to be the weakest. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the... It's kind of going to become more and more of an issue as TV wrestling becomes bigger and bigger because obviously if you don't have the pockets of a Khan or a, or a McMahon mm. uh, or an Endeavor now, um, then you're going to kind of lose out on a lot of the bigger main event sort of heavyweight stars because that's where they WWE especially that's where kind of the focus lies isn't it is, mm-hmm. is more big heavyweight traditional wrestlers so I think it kind of it, it limits options a bit but it doesn't yeah. mean that they're not out there the talent is out there it just needs to get in front of Impact and we've seen Impact do amazing things with independent talent before so we you have know? so it's you know and, and I hope that they, I hope they long may they remain because it's good to have companies like Impact still around doing yeah. the thing. And no, more companies means more places to work, means more people can actually be professional wrestlers, means more people can train, means more wrestling altogether. Impact have now been more successful than WCW. Yeah. That's a fun factoid. It's mental. Yeah. They've been around <laughs> longer than WCW was around. And they had to put up with Dixie Carter. Yeah. They've, they've <laughs> and Russo. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. When he came in and went, can you bring all my mates in? Like they weathered that storm. Yeah, like they did what WCW couldn't do, and they weathered that storm. <laughs> Just about weathered the storm. Was it during the dark ages um, with like Hogan coming back and they were having to lay people off and stuff because the finances are getting a bit messy? Mm. Um, Dixie was still like turning up early, getting makeup done, going out and doing meet and greets with fans, and it's like, Just what are you doing? <laughs> she liked being a character yeah. on the telly. I think we talked about this as well recently with when that that during that dark age where they were really fucking yeah. strapped. They did like a month and a half's worth of TV tapings in like three days. Yeah. Just to get them to the end of the year. Yeah. And they did this sort of world title, world cup tournament thing with yeah. li- with 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 um with tables and stuff like that. So you couldn't if you're watching the show as an audience member, you didn't quite know what was happening. Just lots of singles matches yeah. being thrown at you. But it was all as it was put together in order of like a massive a league, thing. a big league, yeah. basically. And that's very clever. I liked how they did that. Josh Matthews on the green screen going, well, this match means that he's top of the league here. He'll yeah. go into the knockout stage. Like, ah, oh, that's good. Well done, in fact. Weather in the storm. Gosh, imagine if they'd had the money they had then and they just spread it out yeah. rather than just <laughs> spunking it into a couple of weeks. It was just like, we're getting Hogan in, we're going to go head-to-head with Raw, and it was like, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Those episodes with up against Raw are, God love them. God love them. God loves a trier, but God love them. WWE weren't asked about them for ages. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they can do what they want. They can do what they want. They go, all right, we're up against Raw. Okay. Sure, Michael and Bret Hart are meeting together for the first time ever. <laughs> you bastards! Fuck you! <laughs> you bastards! We just did that for a laugh, didn't need to. Just did it for a laugh, just to shut you up. It's weird though that Hogan's WWF retirement match took place in Sheffield. 
His, <laughs> his, last, his last ever match took place in Manchester. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's weird. How we have that bit of history. Yeah. I think I might have been at the match before, which was in Nottingham. <laughs> which was a tag match. Which is... Uh, never saw him wrestle. No? No, never saw Hogan. Nottingham was the one I saw, and it was it was what you thought it was. It was a hot tag, and then you... And it was a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Was Bully Ray in that match? I feel like Bully, Bully Ray, Ray was... just lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Bully Ray just went, just get it done. I'll get it done. Then he walked out, and then Hogan was stood there. Then Vince Russo came out, <laughs> and it was all very confusing. So did, hang on, did Hogan not have a match in WWE post him? No, he didn't. No, no it was before. Yeah. Oh, shit. He'd been campaigning for it. We've never seen the immortal back tattoo in WWE. <laughs> Are we not? No. Oh. And we'll DDP never holding see, on to it? We'll never see Bagwell hold the Lord of the Ring ring. The, the Monday Nitro Dynamite Diamond Ring. <laughs> Again, like, it just seems oh, so weird. He was just trying to put it in his prop. mouth. Eat it. Eat it, Eat the ring. Oh, ah, ah, here comes the aeroplane, Dally. <laughs> here it comes. I like seeing the um, the birth of the self high five, which at this point is literally that. Yeah, just. But it will basically become that, won't it? Yeah, and then he'll sue somebody successfully over using it at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, will he? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody quite famous. I'm sure, like he he sued them for doing the the the, oh, the self high five. Naughty boy, whoever that was. Uh, what did Dave Meltzer say about DDP and Marcus Bagwell? A dynamic performance from two standout stars. <laughs> Marcus Bagwell will be the future of this industry. Seven stars. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, spot on. Thought so. Two and a half. But he says, yeah. that the, he says that the diamond cutter's getting over because he recognised how much the crowd popped when he yeah. pulled it. It's a good move. It's got like kind of the little theatrics leading into it usually, and it's like, oh. But also, yeah, it's got the like little bit of theatrics, but then also what's nice is... It does every so often. It's already RKO esque. Yeah. It will, sometimes it will just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, it's quite like, just. It's like a shocking move, right? Yeah. yeah. But then it has the nice build up to it when needed, and it's like, yeah, it's 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 a great move. A dead easy finish. I can imagine on oh, obviously Orton's the the study of that. It'll knock you back. Do you know that's how you can tell the uh, the the real belt? How can you tell the bend at the top? Really? Yeah. I'm sure that's the the flare one. I think that's the flare one. But it's, uh, I think it was Flair who dropped it, but the, the belt has like a kink at the top like that. And that's how you can tell it was the original one, I think. Wow. Or one of the earlier ones. Well, I never knew that. Yeah. You're oh, he went full Jake. <laughs> he looks massive. <laughs> he was just massive. like, yeah. you're talking to me about having a match with me. I'm going to eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because on the SmackDown review, it's Big like Jake was stood off to the side going, yes, good, good. Piper's like, good, good, yes, this works nice and low. And then he explodes and they're like, oh, for <laughs> But then Psycho <laughs> Sid's watching going, yeah, nailed it, nailed it. I love the juxtaposition of the classic reviews because on the SmackDown review, Big Show is currently like at his worst yeah. In terms of weight and, and agility and, and he's just mobility. Kind of, yeah, the, the, it just feels like he's being put in a position where he's just floating, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, they, because it's almost like they're punishing him because he's out yeah. of shape. Well, they actually send him to OVW, don't they? They do, yeah. yeah. He was, he'd just come out of a stint of there and uh, he just hated the whole thing, found it very demoralizing. But I can imagine it would have been. But chose to not do anything about his weight anyway and then just carried on and they end up pushing him again anyway. Yeah, 
it's it's mental like that you can just sort of be like yeah you're, you're too big you're going down to developmental for a bit bye yeah <laughs> go do your thing like that's surely not going to help the overall mental state that's causing no, the overeating it's going to make you much <laughs> worse but then here he looks outstanding yeah now we've got ourselves a little cheeky classic here about to unfold between WWE Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio Jr. and soon to be surely WWE Hall of Famer Dean Malenko I don't know. I don't think either of those guys are anybody I recognise. <laughs> no? Who's that then? I don't know. Is he looks a, like a, that Dominic kid. <laughs> <laughs> At least the mask does, anyway. Actually, would Dominic have... Where would Dominic... Uh, would he still be in the womb at this point? Is he still in... The, is, he, is, is he alive? I'm going to look it up now. I thought I should have checked that before we'd uh, got underway. Right. Here he comes. He's a future secret agent. <laughs> now, that one is true. <laughs> whether we like that or not. Whether, whether he, he's a future secret agent. And he will, he, 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 he will steal your girlfriend. <laughs> it's Dean Malenko. Get this right. Day, uh, Dean, we've got a gimmick for you. You're a top shagger. <laughs> what? Yeah. Did I stutter? Uh, now, at this point, Great American Bash 1996. Uh, no, no Dominic yet. Not, oh. even, not even a glint in the eye yet. Let me think. Should I Still in the sack. September, October. No, he's, he's well over a year away. So, oh no, he was born April 5th. So, um, and this was in June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Oh, so we're nearing the conception of Dominic. <laughs> Do you want to theorize as to when it takes place? Tom? I think after this match. <laughs> after this match, immediately after so this match. was so happy with it. He had a big old session. <laughs> and uh, he impregnated <laughs> the woman. He was listening to Pump Up the Jam the entire time, and it was very <laughs> distracting for the locker room. He came back. Per a Melter report. <laughs> he, he came back and said, Oh, if I just really want an opponent that I can match up with in my later years. And his wife went, Got a wild idea. Let's meet be you tag in the partners. Meet you in the bedroom. <laughs> it's a long term plan. Let's go with it. <laughs> Hear me out. You'll be a great heel. <laughs> Don't want to turn him heel, though. Ah, but you will, because he'll be a cunt. <laughs> so that's, I think after this, there was... Uh... I don't know how he hides his horns under the mask. <laughs> they just pop out the sides sometimes. There's, it's when the horns used to fall off mid-match that it got funny. Oh. Ray's always had some issues with his masks, hasn't he, over the years? Yeah, but, I mean, it's just going to be part and parcel of being a masked wrestler, right? Like being yeah. a luchador. It, it's part of the, the character, not really the costume. It's the face, right? It was the one that you wore for WrestleMania against Eddie Guerrero that just kept nearly falling off his face yeah. and really hampered you, the But match. I mean, you've seen that the mask design has evolved massively. It's got traditional lace-up here, mm. but now raise onto like straps, like multiple straps across the back, which I imagine distributes the weight a lot more evenly because like with those, the it really uh, starts to like rail the back of the head does that it not is just sitting there so you oh. took it all down but like the, however tight you get it it's always going to eventually start to kind of grate there i never even thought of that as like an issue with putting a mask on and then obviously if it's not or it loosens up at any point it can just flop off so it's just like it's just a lot of constantly correcting there was the mask he came back with for like greatest royal rumble the one that was like black with the chunky yellow i loved like it was like it felt proper beefy but 
You may notice another voice on commentary right now. If you, li- I don't know why you listen to the commentary. If you listen to this, Michael, Michael Tanay. Michael Tanay is in the house. He's here because stuff needs explaining. Because yeah, because Tony Giovanni <laughs> and Dusty don't know anything about these two, so they went, Tony, you just come in and fill in the gaps. So like, yeah, fine. I do love, I do love the the bollocks that is of wrestling. When you when yeah. you step away from it, and they go. So these two wrestling commentators are here. They're commentating on the wrestling, but there's this one particular match where they need knowledge of wrestling, so yeah. they're bringing someone else to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, surely they should I just have like, knowledge. I just feel like Tanay the entire time sitting there with like a list of notes he's made, they're like an Argos catalog thick, <laughs> and he's just looking at both of them with disgust the entire time. He's <laughs> like, you know nothing. And he's pulling out <laughs> clippings of like PWI. <laughs> like, you know nothing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine line to walk. <laughs> Between all the knowledge and, and no Dusty's knowledge, just like what? And he's like, he's like, that's Ray Mysterio Jr. Dusty's, Dusty's just gone, gone, gone for a cigarette and a coffee. <laughs> I leave you guys through it. I got nothing to say. They're fine, flipping, just flipping sharpening boys. up a cowbell. <laughs> yeah, my dad, we didn't have. He these starts just whittling. <laughs> he's just whittling. I told you about my son, Dusty. <laughs> told you about oh. Cody. See, where's Cody at this point? This is years ahead, like in a way, isn't it? Oh my god, it's amazing to watch this because the, these are matches that wouldn't feel out of date. It's it feels funny always saying like it, years ahead because the style is is old by this point, right? Like this mm. is a this is like a fresh take on on several global styles mishmashed together. But it's just so unlike what anybody's doing at this time period. And even now, like you, you see flashes of it still, but there was that period where wrestling got very, very technical around 2017. Like that took back off again. You had like a big push in the classic British style and, you know, the, the Mexican style, like fast reversals, just groundwork, groundwork, groundwork. But now even that feels like it's phasing out a bit. And I quite like this style of wrestling. I think it's slow, but in all the right places. Yeah. There's a, they, as you say, it's a nice mix. It's like you build to the explosivity. Right, it's not just explosive out the gate. It's a one thing, and to come back, this come back now a couple of times. Well, you know, we talked about the Mario movie, we talked yeah. about this. There is something to be said for just allowing things to breathe. Yeah, and we don't really have the patience for that anymore. No, no, because it's got to be done in twenty seconds. Right, we got to come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is the society that we've created, yeah. like a TikTok generation of like, here's a ten second funny joke. Okay, great. Next ten second. Yeah, I dread to think of like what the actual figures on it will be years from now, and people like look at it because it, I remember it was like the. You have eight seconds to capture somebody's attention. It's like, not anymore, you don't. Okay. I'm looking forward to the day where they go, God, this video is long. It's eight seconds. Yeah, it's all right. The algorithm will have like moved into our brains and it'll just be telling us what, what we like by then. So <laughs> it'll just tip it. It would just download the concept of a joke so you don't even need to watch it. Yeah. You just know what the joke is. Oh, okay. So there's no, there's no joy to be had in exploring. Live anymore. comedy specials, if they're really good, will get rather than a raucous round of applause or anything, they'll just get like. <laughs> <laughs> just get a, a gentle exhale in unison. They'll get an upvote. Yeah. And then if they're lucky, they won't be cancelled straight after. There's just a fire pit on every stage, <laughs> and the upvotes and downvotes decide whether that pit opens or stays. Or, or it gets gradually more open based yeah. on the amount of downvotes. Yeah. And then the more upvotes, it shuts again. So as a comedian, you're just constantly in a state of heightened anxiety, watching as the pit opens and closes, then opens and closes. I'd just learn how to use stilts, stand on really big stilts, ah. and then just pop them at either side of the stage and be like, you're not dropping me, fuckers. <laughs> Would that make them want to drop you, though? Oh, yeah. 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 But then you just, you do all your... your I don't know how I'd get down. <laughs> I'd, I'd 100% get charbroiled, but... But you wouldn't die. No. You'd just be charbroiled. Yeah. I feel like comedy. I just destroyed the one ring or something. Yeah. 
The golden age of comedy is upon us. Yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day where I didn't get threatened to be put into a fire pit for telling an average joke. Ah, oh, shut up, Grandad. <laughs> into the pit you go. Into the pit you go, Grandad. Wasn't even a funny bit. I've watched a lot of Greg Davis lately. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like three stand-up specials on Netflix of Greg Davis. I don't know why. I just really I just really re- resonate with him at the moment. He's, He's just a, a lovely very, old grump, isn't he? Just a grumpy man. Just a yeah. tall, weirdly shaped, grumpy <laughs> Shropshire man. A grumpy Salopian, as uh, as my fellow Salopians would know us as. Salopians represent. I lived in Shropshire for three years, four years. So I'm yeah. sort of parts... Part posho. Part Salopian. Part posho. Part posho. Don't live there anymore, do you, son? Nah. Live on the mean streets of Gateshead. Slumming it now. (laughs) Slumming it now in the NE8. (laughs) Up in the mean streets of the gate. Mean streets of the heed. (laughs) (laughs) But never did it anywhere feel like home more than the northeast. Yeah. Lived around places, but never did anywhere feel more like home than the northeast. He's just saying that, everybody. Well, I probably if, am. If we were in, if we were in Sussex, <laughs> he'd be saying the same thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And eating foie gras, <laughs> just really rubbing it in. <laughs> Recently approached about doing some radio, some radio cover work. It never ended up happening, but some radio cover yeah. work in Cumbria. Oh God, I've never been to Cumbria. Never been to Cumbria. Never been to Cumbria. Do you like walks? I do like walks. You'd like Cumbria because <laughs> it's all walks. Yeah, There's no roads. <laughs> It's all walks to Cumbria. It's rural. <laughs> it's very rural, but it's nice. I thought it'd be a nice little. They didn't end up needing me in the end, but I thought yeah. it'd be a nice little dip across the uh, across the across get the over to Carlisle. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little spend a little weekend there, do a little bit of that, and come back. And they went, "No, I don't need you now." It's okay, fine. I'll <laughs> stop on. <laughs> I pitched Alex, "Come with me, come for a weekend. I'll be nice." Oh, they don't need me anymore. It's fine. Get it. <laughs> Cancel it. Not happening. Not happening. No more weekend away. <laughs> we're not. We're not going anywhere else ever again now. <laughs> Still paying for bastard Australia. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. You're still paying for LA. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. Not like loads, but it's just just shit to pay off. Yeah. So just like. But what a time! Bit though. of reckless spending, but yeah, what a time! What a time! To say that you want to go back to Tinseltown. Desperately want to go back. Mm. Like, go stay somewhere else, but still hit up LA. It was a odd place. Really mm. odd. It was like hell on earth, but I want to go back. It was, it was really, general really vibe. weird. <laughs> the general vibe of LA is it's a hellhole that people just can't stay away from. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's just got some weird attraction to it. I, I, I just liked being there. Do you think maybe if the if the universe deals you a slightly different hand, you could see yourself going out there and working as a movie maker? Uh, uh yeah. But at the same time, I think like when you're looking at that level, it's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. Like. I'd be lucky if I get to make a film. Like, my cutoff is Ridley Scott. Like, Ridley Scott's like, I think he made Alien when he was like 42 or something. So I know I'm never going to get to make a feature film, but I need to make a short before I hit that, that age. That's mm. like my cutoff. So I'm going to probably make shorts and stuff, but I, you know, to operate at that level, you've got to be like, fucking God. You've got to be <laughs> like an amazing director. Um, I'd like to get out and do some proper documentary work at some point. Like, you know, if I could ever do something for like a, a proper service that isn't the internet like i i guess you know not to use the word proper like that but like a mate like a tv like if i was to if i was to yeah if i was ever to be able to be good enough to do a documentary like for for a major thing 
or like for just a stream series or whatever, mm. like I'd be buzzing. I'd be over the moon. But I'd be like, it, it, it. has there ever been an occasion where you felt like, oh, I might approach them? I there's there's not really like I I'm so busy, man. And mm. this is the thing is like I I'm so busy with work, and then I feel guilty sometimes about maybe looking at personal stuff when I know I've got so much stuff to do at work. So it's just like one day I, I want to kind of do some voiceover stuff and see if that takes off, mm. you know, maybe do some ad reads and things like that. See how I can get my foot in the door there. But other than that, unless I start just making a documentary, I don't know what to make it about. Mm. It's sort of like, cause there's so many things that I'd like to do, but they've been done and it's like, yeah, but if I could do them a different way, then it'd be kind of worth doing them. So it's sort of just floating a lot of ideas right now, but I'd like to be able to kind of go somewhere and be like, hey, can I make this properly with like actual like high-end cameras and go and interview people and do all this fun stuff? <laughs> I think if you, I think surely that's how it would... I don't know too much about movie making, but whether it's similar with sort of getting... It's all about getting into stuff, the room. Commission. It's all about getting into the room with people, having your idea fully fleshed out and just basically giving them a, a full package and going, that's a documentary I want to make. Here's everything about it, including how much I think it's going to cost. Please look at it. Yeah. Please. And nine times out of 10, it's like, fuck off. You don't have an agent. <laughs> uh, we don't read unsolicited scripts. And it's like, okay. So you need like representation. It's like, I don't think I'm good enough to get representation. So it's, you know. Would you I'm not gonna keep making present shit. an agent with a script and go, will you represent me? With I have this no script? idea, man, if I'm being mm. honest. I don't know how you even get representation, you know? It's it's like one of them weird things where I'd love to do more voiceover work. I'd love to do some stuff like in, in many different fields, games, voiceover for like radio, TV, whatever. But I'm sure a lot of other people would too. So it's like a bit of a bit of a minefield, isn't it? It is, it is, but you know. It's, it's it's something that's always worth when you have time. Yeah, just going. It's looking into. Like I I don't think I'll ever not make documentaries. Like I'll probably end up when I've got you know more free personal time and I'm using it properly, like mm. for my own personal shit. Um, then I'll probably just start chipping away at shit up my PC in my room one day, and it'll just be like, oh, kind of want to make this. And if I can make that the best I can make it, then maybe I can be like, hey, to like somebody. But I don't even know how the fuck. How do you even get? in front of these people, you know? Classic at cartaholic.com if you can answer those questions for sound drive. Give me a job. There you go. Netflix, please. Someone, <laughs> I'm begging I, just, I just think that all ideas Let have to me start read a somewhere. All Let I'd... me read. I'll just say, coming up next, <laughs> that episode that's coming up. And coming up next on Netflix. I can be the annoying person that people want to, they'll ask you to remove it as a feature. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few friends who do continuity announcing and I'm yeah. always intrigued by it. I've got my friend Susie who does stuff for Channel 4. Yeah. And uh, my mate Josh, who does it for ITV in Wales. Yeah. How does it work? Is it live? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Live. Susie I will sit there was. all day. Yeah. If you, ever hear a, if you ever hear a strong Hartlepool accent on Channel yeah. 4, that's Susie. Ah. That's my mate Susie. She's great. Because, yeah, it's, it's like, usually it's perfect to the point where it's like, oh, this has got to be recorded. And then every now and then it's like, oh, no, like, small change. Or, they'll, like, there'll be a little flow, but it's like, wait, is this live? Mm, it's live. Yeah. She does it all live. It's great. She just sits there all day and just... Do you know what my dream is, Tom? Well, my dream documentary at the minute. I want to do Gathering of the Juggalos. Ooh. I want to I go and see what that's about. So you want so you want a, a documentary on a Gathering of the Juggalos? There's, there, there's is, like wrestling for six days straight. Are there like existing it, it documentaries doesn't, It doesn't stop. It. There are a couple. Mm. So it's, it's all in the approach, but I, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But the thing is, right, if the Insane Clown Posse, who are wrestling fans, yeah. knew that one of the 
the, like the top editor from Cultaholic Wrestling wanted to make Come a wrestling documentary. It's it's one of them things. You'd be surprised the doors <laughs> this shit opens. That's what I've learned. <laughs> it's a violent J Shaggy Two Dope if you're out there. <laughs> surprised the doors. Just just this give me. I want. I want to know everything. <laughs> I'm all for just kicking a door down and going, hi, I do this. I'm too nervous to do that. Here we go. And that's why I wouldn't ever succeed. Because uh, it's just like, um, hello. <laughs> Give me access to your emails and I'll send them on your behalf and go, I'm Sam. I'm bloody brilliant. I want to make this. Here's something I've done. Keep in touch. <laughs> and then they go, all right. I think all the radio jobs I've ever had were never jobs that were advertised. Yeah. It was more just me on spec going, Hi. Here's what I do. Can I come and do it on there? And they normally go, all right, let's have a chat. Yeah. You go and have a coffee, which is normally them going, okay, here's, here's some gifts. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know it's, it's not it's not always that easy. I've had a, I've had a ton well, of I thought we were having a coffee, and you're like, we'll have some chips. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm here for a coffee. I bought you chips. The least you can do is guarantee me I'm getting that work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Malenko just took a cameraman oh, out. Christ. Jeepers. I like I like the big chunky camera ga- cameras being held by big chunky cameramen. It's the, the one thing I used to love was the WWF uh, jumpsuits. That's so funny because Jackins and I in the watch along for SummerSlam, which oh. we'll hear in a couple of weeks, we were talking about the jumpsuits. Yeah, a lot of love. For the somebody WWF was jumpsuits. somebody was selling one not too long ago. I think it went for about two hundred and ninety quid, and I was like. Oh, I want one so bad. Would you wear it to work? Yeah, I'd never take the fucking thing off. It'd be like under clothes. <laughs> I'd just be wearing it nonstop. Does somebody need a cameraman? <laughs> Pull out the beater. Just fuck it. Well, the nice thing is, should should we get enough Patreons to make Cultaholic Pro Wrestling come to life? Dear God, please don't. Yes, please, um, please fucking dear don't. Dear God, please don't. Please. We can at least have it in the budget, jumpsuits for the cameraman. Or if we ever make our like sub nineties wrestling, yeah, there's 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 a budget for jumpsuits for the cameraman. It's all jumpsuits for cameramen. <laughs> That's all there ever is. Jeebus. So we go we're going like a million miles an hour because the finish I think is on we're the ramping horizon. It right up. What has been a fun cruiserweight outing? Mm. They're the only company doing stuff like this at the moment, and it pays off for it, them. It does big time. You know they they, they create stars through it. Look at that. When you look at the fact that Ray is one of WWE's biggest stars, um, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Malenko, Benoit, Satin, maybe not all of them had the same level of success that Ray and Eddie did, and to some extent Benoit, um, but they were pivotal for WCW. And without them, you know, I'd argue the Ruthless Aggression era wouldn't have gotten off to quite as hot a start as it did you know, with these talents being absent from it. Mm, they're important factors. Yeah. Oh, I think, I I seem to believe this is close to, no, it's not. I thought it'd be Dean's avalanche backbreaker finish that he quite likes. Except he adds five flips. Mm, and said he did a big flippity flip flip. But Dean's, I, he's such an underrated excellence is Dean Malenko. And this will be something that we come back to over yeah. the years as he gets into a feud with Chris oh, Jericho sure. and... All of this, like it's such an underrated accent. If only it's like they they start treating him like a good pair of hands, and it's mm-hmm. like no, like he's more than that. He's a much bigger deal than that. You just need to pull the trigger on him. But 
I feel like they, they do and they don't. They kind of flit around with Malenko a bit. That was just... Jesus. Sit down. Sit down, shut up. Beautiful. Bloody hell. He just lacks... It's, a, it's such a cliche with Dean. He does lack a bit of that charisma, which I think he is does, always going to hold him but, back. But we've always had wrestlers that have had like that lacking department of, mm. of you know talking on the mic and that stuff, and it's never really been a problem. You just need the right mouthpiece, right? Yeah. But then who are you going to put him with? Sullivan, Hart? Like, the, neither of them really fit. I don't know who you put him with. It's not even a Paul Heyman Heenan, guy, I, I think, think, would be a great manager for Malenko. Heenan's not a bad shout. Because, like, Heenan could really tout up his, his, like, ability while taking all the pratfalls and stuff himself, if needs be. He could do all the character stuff for Dean. But then the issue would be, isn't Bobby Heenan taller than Dean Malenko? Probably, yeah. That's so it, it's <laughs> that would be an and issue. That, that's that's a massive factor still in this day and age. So it's oh, it's Gene be. there. Gene's six three. How big's Lex? <laughs> that's the real question. Leg Luger with all his belts for all God's two sake. I'll be honest with you. We should have ironed this curtain before you hung it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the ring. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> What's he going to do to him? I'm going to have a professional wrestling match against you, <laughs> and I hope I'm going to win. <laughs> I will have a lovely day, and I'll have a lovely fight. And then I'll be Lexi Three Belts. <laughs> you can't stop me holding up my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you might get one. You might even get two. But there's no way you're removing big gold. You can't keep a man from a big, his trousers. Big gold is the crux of my trousers. <laughs> not being compromised. <laughs> I want... just got really big belt loops. <laughs> really like, pulling I got it these, through. I had to get these made professionally. <laughs> these are bespoke. He you just know? wears zoot suits for the rest of time. <laughs> I want Leg, if he wins the title, to wear all three belts on top of one another. So they go up to his nipples. No, I want him to wear them on top of each other, but like literally just oh, stacked. Overlapped. <laughs> so he looks like a magic eye picture. Just bouncing. When he out gets of the announced, page. he takes the first one off and goes, way. <laughs> he takes the second one off and goes, way. And then when they say world heavyweight, he goes, way. <laughs> like a weird burlesque dance. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we've had some cruiserweight action. Let's bring it back down to a speed that you and I will truly appreciate. Yeah. Right? I want slow. I want lumbering. You are in the right I want, place, kidder. I want painful audience confusion. You're in the right place, young man. I want some Americans that are great just bashing. Just <laughs> bashing. Here we go. We've got Big Bubba. Here is a great American. Oh, he's got this. He's still got the, the hair. The hair of John Tenter. Johnny T's hair. I'm sure it's more hair than last time. It is, so yeah. I think he's cutting more hair off John Tenter well, when John, he's not John looking. John did say he wasn't going to shave the other side until, like, he wasn't going to make his hair even until he, he kind of clarified all this right and got it all squared away so maybe Bubba's just been giving him touch up haircuts oh. just to keep it the same just he's popping back and going I just need to shave a little bit more it'd be awkward side. if he went to another barber right you'd have to explain it I've, I've had that only happen once where I got my hair cut away from a barber I normally go to and then yeah. I bumped into him at a wrestling show yeah. and he went you alright realising I had a new haircut I went yeah fine thought I just won't mention it I'll make the conversation all about him and then yeah. I'll move away very quickly 
I had to uh, I had to go to a different head uh, like hair place like last year year before maybe but my barber knew immediately my, my usual barber when I went back it was just like who cut this oh. I didn't cut this and it was like no you didn't you piece of shit sorry <laughs> you How were fully you? booked and I had to go to a wedding here <laughs> he is no music no booty oh. booty 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 but the footage of the moment tenta tenta as he said, avalanche, avalanche. I'm not a natural disaster, nor am I a fish. I am a tenter. Is it not grown back? Oh no, we're looking at the wrong side, aren't we? Look, we are wrong side. Has it not grown back? The big bald spot in the middle. His entire scalp just still bald. Bit of a pointed question, Tom. <laughs> Low blow, if you ask me. God bless John Tenter. You'd have had to go for like family dinners for the last three weeks with that haircut. He seems like the type of guy where he'd just laugh it off, though. Yeah. I, I, I still can't get over it. When he comes back from Can uh, comes back to Canada from Japan. <laughs> oh. Um, and there's just a really soft-spoken interview with him on um, that Canadian news channel, and he's just like genuinely just the nicest sounding oh. like. He's just like, yeah, I'm excited to be back in Canada and I'm going to be trying my hand at pro wrestling. And it's the sweetest boy. Yeah, just fucking hell, man. Seemed like a proper solid bloke. He did. Went way too soon, did John Tenter. Oh, yeah, far too soon. We'd have seen him at a Legends show, a WWE Raw Legends night. Or He'd be back. We? He'd be having his little final tear through, man. <laughs> Get Goldberg out there. Oh, no, the shark. Earthquake versus <laughs> Roman Reigns yeah. in Saudi Arabia. He'd look great with the blue belt. Look, he's wearing blue. He's already wearing blue. Yeah. Give, Jesus. Him, give him the belt, Roman. <laughs> Sorry, DraftKings. <laughs> Betting and stuff, innit? You're losing tonight, Roman. Who to? John Tenter. <laughs> Roman goes, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. John, in fact, you just take the... Let's just go out to the ring now. Yeah. I'm giving you this belt. I'm not going to take a single move in. You're just going <laughs> to waffle me and then hit me with an earthquake. How about rather than a match later, I do a Roman Reigns appreciation thing and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, this is going to go off the rail. And no, it's just an actual lovely evening. This is your lifestyle segment presented by Roman Reigns. And he goes, John, is the belt, mate. John, you are the boy. <laughs> <laughs> John is officially... Crowd's just confused as fuck. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why you do this? <laughs> oh, he's already out. Oh, that's a shame. Don't count him out yet, Tom. I'd have at least given him new music now. I know he's not a fish. But he's least... not a fish. He's a man. But at least give him some music. <laughs> or as Mean Gene said last week, he he's not a fish. He was a man. <laughs> he was a man. So what is he now then? If he's not a fish nor a man, he's, he's a fan. He's <laughs> <laughs> or a mish. He's a mish. Oh, I like that move from Boss Man. <laughs> go mermaid. This go mish. <laughs> oh, now you're spotting. Yeah, you're spotting with Dean. Say. I'm just preconditioned now. Every time we cut to the wide and we see the big yellow Great American Bash banners, I'm just seeing the question mark Mario blocks. Ah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> you expect someone just to, just to hit them and the fire plants come No, out. I just whenever you see it in the corner, it's just like, oh, block. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe later on, John Tenter will just do a big jump. 
and yeah. hit it. Just punch it. Get the raccoon suit out. <laughs> it's awkward that he's not a fish anymore and he's got a fish tattooed on his arm. Yeah. Did he change it to a tiger at this point? I think it was a tiger first, then it becomes oh. a fish. Imagine going back into that tattooist. Right. I Is know. It tiger, then it's shot. No, it was a tiger originally, I think. And that's what he had to cover up in Japan while he wrestled sumo. And then, yeah, I think when they changed his gimmick to shark, he got a tattoo of a shark, and now he's not a shark. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, Could yeah. you make this into a human? Jimmy Hart's like, can we just put my face on my back so then I don't need to wear a shirt anymore? <laughs> I would be the sort of prankster. That's the type of story, I'd believe. Jimmy Hart has his own face tattooed on his back. <laughs> you wouldn't even need to, to show me proof. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds, sounds right. Like living the gimmick. <laughs> He's in his gear yeah, even when he's back, not in baby. his gear. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. It's scary, isn't it? Weird. Yeah. Some, he's, he's made some sort of deal with a with a being. Yeah, to stay I, that he's, he's, he's musically from an era when there were a lot of like, you know, Crossroads was a big thing. <laughs> like that kind <laughs> of deal the, with the devil. The TV show. Yeah. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, the, about, the, the, about the, 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 what, Travelodge? What was it? <laughs> yeah, it was the, hotel, <laughs> the live soap opera about the hotel. Was it live? It was always live. That was the crux. It was live. Fuck so you have these great scenes in Crossroads where like the set would wobble or they'd I preferred I'm on a partridge. I think it was a much more realistic representation of a travel lodge. <laughs> 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 oh, it was. That's part of the joy of my, my formative years yeah. working in radio was just like staying at random shitty hotels. Yeah. <laughs> to do radio gigs the following WCPW day. WCPW put me off Travel Lodge for life, I think. Oh, really? Premier Inn, Premier Inn's the boy. Yeah. Travel Lodge was always like such a hit and miss. It would be like, is it a new one? If it was a new one, it was amazing. Is it an old one? It was like, oh, God, we're not, we're not sleeping and the heating's jammed <laughs> on 30 all night. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Three to a room. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is, this is not what you want. Central London, cars just constantly buy. This is like, <laughs> He's not a fish. He's a man. Gentlemen. And he's the winner. And Jimmy is not expecting this. Cut Jimmy's hair. Go oh, on. Don't you lose all his power. Cut that mullet. <laughs> Biggest pop is for Tenter about to cut Jimmy's hair. Oh, he's got the beard. <laughs> no! He sold the beard. <laughs> ah. He's so he sold the beard getting cut. This is what we think children... If Meltzer doesn't give this five, then what the fuck is he on? This is what kids think happens at hairdressers. Yeah. Blood ah. spurting out everywhere. <laughs> Did he, though? He had some scissors. He was cutting off his beard. I can see an awful lot of beards still there, Bubba. Yeah. Hair versus hair next. Come on. Big bearder. Iron Man, hair versus hair. The next yeah. pay-per-view. You cowards! Whoever can cut their opponent's hair the most times within the 60-minute limit <laughs> wins the match. Just down to like the, <laughs> down to like the skull on some of the competitors. He's just gluing it back on and shaving it straight up. Oh. Nip to the toilet real quick. Nip to the toilets. Oh. Could you bring some crisps back from I your... Try, yeah. If you can try to, that'd be amazing. Thank you. As we cross to the wives and <laughs> the lives of Debbie and Mongo, Kevin Green... Terry Green, as we've just heard there, as we are getting ready for uh, a little bit later on, Rick and Arn versus Steve McMichael and Kevin Green. Thank you, by the way, for supporting us and watching the, uh, the, the retro reactions with us. Or if you're just listening, 
Thank you very much for doing so. Sam has just stepped away to pop to the gentleman's. It is a long old watch. By the way, if you are doing the retro reaction with us, we are one hour, 16 minutes in and 37, 38, 39, 40 seconds. So one hour, 16 and 42 seconds now into Great American Bash 1996. It's been a, a, a joy so far. If you're just listening to this, if you are a Patreon, you can watch this live reaction as well. You can watch the retro reaction. Sam and I sat in the podcast studio watching this with you. You can watch that at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Cultaholic. $10 patrons and up uh, get to watch the live the reactions to uh, this as well as they get to watch the classic Raw, SmackDown and Nitro reviews as well. That's for Patreons at patreon.com forward slash occultaholic. You can also join us for future episodes as well. That's another tier. If you fancied being on an episode of the classic Raw, classic SmackDown or classic Nitro review, you can join us uh, as, a, as a third man like Hulk Hogan in the New World Organization, brother. More on that next month. Wink. Patreon.com forward slash occultaholic uh, join it's a it's a watch along week you might have noticed this uh because we've got not only the watch along for great american bash as you're hearing now but on saturday myself and matthew greg are watching wwf no mercy 2001 as part of the classic smackdown review series it's a retro reaction to no mercy 01 rob van dam in the main event of that one facing steve austin and kurt angle it's a banger of a main event you can watch that and you can be a part of that with us on the podcast feed and at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic on the weekend. Look forward to seeing you there as Chris Benoit heads towards the ring. Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan up next. Uh, these two are going to tear strips off one another. You'll be glad to hear. Um, as Sam makes his return, I can ask the ultimate question. Oh, look at this. What a boy. Thank you very much. The ultimate Thank question. Marvin. Yeah. What did Dave Meltzer give John Tenter versus... I told you, if it wasn't five stars, he's a fuck... What, like, what's he doing? He gave, well, you, he didn't quite give it five. He gave it one. Well. Do you want to just say anything to Dave Meltzer? Me and my best friend, Brian Alvarez, will one day write the rise and fall of Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and it'll be all about how he messed up the call there. That was the turning point. <laughs> that match was five stars. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, how the fuck do you grade that, right? How do you five? <laughs> but how? Like legit? <laughs> it was. It was a bit of milling around, and then a beard getting slightly cut off. <laughs> um, That's all the best matches. So we're straight back into it. Jimmy Hart straight back out there, wasted no time. He's changed his jacket. Yep. We are underway. So this has been a story. That's been bubbling away on um, Saturday night mainly. Yeah, which we kind of miss half of the storylines because of that. It's if, never usually major ones, but every now and then. If we hadn't, if we had access to Saturday night episodes, I'd probably do what I'm doing with the classic Raw review and just have a little glance over them and just yeah. see anything we need to take from it. We'd incorporate it. I think at some point maybe we will get Saturday night. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I didn't got Thunder yet. I'll have to start watching Thunder at some point. Oh, God, no. You don't want to watch Thunder. <laughs> Thunder. Starts Thunder off with all the promise paradise. in the world. And there are one or two episodes that are like, yeah. But largely, it's just kind of like, eh. Mm. I like the set, though. 
Set was that one of my favourites. Yeah, set was good. It's that awkward second show for WCW, which yeah. so again, like with Rampage, starts off with great promise. You just need a then, third show. Yeah, is that or, what it or is? Or a sixth. <laughs> you just need a nineteenth show. <laughs> this will be the one, I promise. It's difficult because that second show will always eventually become a little bit of overspill. Mm. SmackDown, we do it every week. And majority of the time, it is a bit of overspill from Raw. And well, like, that's and all it kind of used to be. As well. Yeah, it, it would just kind of spread things a little further, wouldn't it? Mm. But it also allowed you that time to, to do some deep dive if you needed it. But it was kind of very rarely used for that. Mm. I think we've so far in, the, in watching... In watching SmackDown, I think we've seen one WWF title change on SmackDown. <laughs> uh, everything else has happened in, in and around it, but we saw one title change, and it was in the first couple of weeks. Man, only man can go in here. I like that they had to quickly flash up and specify, it's the men's room. <laughs> but, it's, but the cheeky prankster Conan is hold, holding the WO under his hands. <laughs> You're in the women's, really? Is it really a fight in a toilet if there isn't a wrestler in there just having a shit? <laughs> or um, just generally a, a gaggle of people <laughs> kind of going, yeah! Breathing in entirely too many toilet particles. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to have some, some pooey nostrils after this. <laughs> pooey nostrils? I think I saw them on the pyramid stage in Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> it's Glastonbury this weekend, isn't it? Is it? I think. Oh, is Elton No, John? it can't be this early in the year. It's April, right? It's April now. Yeah. I, I don't know them. No, Elton's headlining Glastonbury, isn't he? I feel like, for whatever reason, I saw some Glastonbury stuff over the weekend. Was that? Is it Glastonbury already? It's not about the music anymore, though, is it, Glastonbury? Nah. It's, the... it's, it's like Coachella. It's just more about being at the event. Being there. Yeah. Like, I went to Glastonbury. Alex has said a few times, like, do you want to do Glastonbury or anything? I was like, no, not really. I've not done, like, open-air festival weekends before. They're fun. Yeah. Um, Glastonbury's on my list still. I was just Coachella, but it's sort of like, I did Redden and Leeds. I've done Download. Download was a lot of fun. Um, Redden and Leeds sort of got a little bit less rock-oriented, so I just stopped going. Mm. But a lot of good stuff on the continent. Alex used to get to go for work, so she'd never oh, pay lucky. for a ticket. So she'd, she'd be there for journalistic reasons yeah. to, to cover Glastonbury. And, oh, no, Reading and Leeds, I think, because yeah. she was working for uh, Hallam FM at the time. Was it Hallam she was working for? Was it Radio Air? I'm in Radio Air. Um, oh, so he's found coverage. another door. Oh, <laughs> this is where we keep <laughs> this is where we keep wrestlers from Saturday night. It looks like it's where there. they keep the towels. <laughs> and lotion? Oh, no. Oh, it's the bug roll. It's the Kimberly Clark sponsored match, everybody. <laughs> the Andrex backstage brawl. <laughs> Where they use a dog at one point <laughs> as a Sullivan's weapon. Sullivan's just like, and they don't just make toilet paper either. They make plastic food containers. <laughs> to a convenience <laughs> stand. Say goodbye to Tupperware. <laughs> and say hello to their best rival. Brought to you by the people that made Belinda wipes. I don't know. It doesn't make the same noise as Tupperware, which is... 90% mm. of the joy of Tupperware is the noise. Yeah. 
Just putting them back in a cupboard and then hearing them all clatter as you close the door and then thinking, fuck it, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Putting in putting in four Tupperware containers and four Tupperware lids and then next time out of the cupboard finding six Tupperware containers and two Tupperware lids. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a great mystery of life. <laughs> Sullivan is taking them to the face. And then your partner's all like, are you sure you definitely put that Tupperware in there? I'm like, yes. You find the lids eventually. They end up they round the corner. Up. Yeah, they end up like round the corner of the cupboard. Me! <laughs> that fan was loving it. <laughs> he was having the best time. This has been a fun brawl. But I, I, we expected nothing less from these lovely boys. Yeah. Benoit and Sullivan. Now, currently, as Sullivan split up with woman at this point? I don't know, but the, the storyline that kind of does it is that Chris and woman are going to become on-screen partners. Mm. Yeah. So there's... Wild Sullivan's booker. Yes. So they'll they'll end up being a thing, and then they'll sort of... Down he goes. That, that bump is only slightly worse than the one that... Um, Samoa Joe took against oh Sting. Oh, my God. That, oh, <laughs> man. Nah. I, I can't even watch it. It's just like thunk, like just nah. From the, it seemed like a good the idea sound, at the time. Like just the sound of the collision. And then after that, it's like, just think about how much that back got crunched. Like oh. just absolutely crunched. Fell for him. <laughs> That's horrible. A perfect piece of trash just bounced off Sullivan. <laughs> That's no way to talk about Chris Benoit. Robert Chicken. It is actually fucking. <laughs> I like how the Robert Chicken is now canon in Cody Rhodes' story. It's got to be. I fear that it now you've acknowledged central, it. It was such a central part of the, the, the loss. For, you know, good or bad. Do you think the fear now is, though, that now he's acknowledged it, it won't go away and it'll actually be worse? I think if you lean into it, you can at least control it. Mm. Whereas if he didn't and he was trying to do away with it, it would be double the kind of the amount you'd be seeing. It makes it less cool if WWE is seen to be endorsing it and they're like, oh, don't do it mm. anymore. <laughs> oh! Although there's something to be said for maybe during the match against Brock Lesnar if he uses a rubber chicken as a weapon at some point. It would be quite funny. Starts All you can hear is just a squeaking. <laughs> Also, just commentary there. Scott Halter saying, you want to declare a war? I don't think he said you want to declare a war. Just adding words to his mouth <laughs> at this point. <laughs> rewriting history just like Stalin, WCW's biggest supporter well, would have we, wanted. Well, as we know, you showed us the photo <laughs> of Bischoff and Stalin talking about the Hogan Turner bash at the beach. <laughs> very good. It was very good. Thank you, Stalin. I enjoyed him turning heel too. This has been a, a like Benoit's always been a force, like yeah. in the in the in the Horseman, but this really feels like the first time he's been. This is like coming standing, out party. It's coming yeah. out party. That's it. Like he's standing tall. It's just the aggression's just on full display, and it's not being put through any other filter. It's just him, Sullivan, and seeing what he can bring because you know it, it's it's difficult to talk about Chris Benoit, obviously, yes. but. Um, you know, in terms of 
in-ring tenacity, there's few people come to mind outside of the Hart family that kind of have that. And even then, I think he went so far above and beyond the level of aggression as a character that you'd see that that was, you know, it was a staple, wasn't it? So I, I think this is the first time we're really seeing it on full display here. Yes. Like the, the, the actual proper intensity of Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bounce. I am the table, etc. Send it to Maff immediately. Oh, that table doesn't look like a proper table. Oh, it's the WCW tables are weird. No. Oh, will not thank you to land on those metal legs. <laughs> I would not thank you for that. It won't thank you to land on the fucking ring. Have you seen how much give there isn't? <laughs> <laughs> how much give there isn't? It's like a brick floor. Watch. Watch any impact oh. off the ring. It's just like thunk. It just absorbs it. It doesn't bounce. Apparently, WWF rings were the same until Vince had to start getting in them. Oh, really? As soon as Vince got in one, he went, this is ridiculous. I like that Vince getting in and made them change their minds. <laughs> this hurts, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Nice! Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Landing on the floor. <laughs> Flat. Inventive finish. Great inventive finish. Exciting bit of anger heading into the match between both parties. Crowd fully on board with it by the end. Mm. Benoit, the right person to win. See, things are looking up under the younger generation here. Yeah. Because going into this, Sullivan was very much like, oh, I sent Brian Pillman packing, now he sent yeah. Benoit packing. So Benoit winning was absolutely the right call. The old boys clubs sort of coming to an end, even though we're about to get Hogan back in a major way. Oh. It feels like a fresher Hogan, at least. Dad's out to have a word. You get off my mate, Kevin. He's not done anything to you. Yeah, gan, gan, gan home. Gan the bed. Don't give your head a wobble, son. <laughs> oh! Because I want to kick him Because I'm kicking his ass. Here we go. Big pop for beating up the task. You don't want to turn on face. He's about to fight oh, Kevin Green Oh, shove away the referee. Oh, the shades are grey. Hey. I got it. <laughs> you got oh, here, they come. here they come. Down the ramp. And finally, okay, the legion of <laughs> legion of nubbers. The legion of full beard still. Uh, yeah, I thought I grew back very quickly. So we've got Big Bubba, Aku. Well, we had Big Bubba, but there weren't Bob. any lingering shots on him for some reason. Who's the muscly bloke with them? I don't know. I don't know. I. <laughs> they said Dungeon of Doom. I don't remember him from the Dungeon of Doom. Should we know who that is? He's kind of got the draws hair going on. He's got a bit of draws going on. I have to look this up. Who Find out it? who it is. I'm gonna have to Find out who it is, Tom. Find out now. Dungeon of Oh Doom. Toilet Door. <laughs> oh off the table. Uh members of the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, there's a very good chance that that was the It's Ron Reese. Was that Ron Reese? Mm. Really? I thought Ron Reese was tall and gangly. This guy was like roided. Well, this is Max. Huge. Could be Max Muscle. Might be Max Muscle. Might be Max Muscle. He was very muscly. Very muscly. Yeah, it was Max Muscle. You're going to say, well, Reese like, is gangly. He's I'm not gangly at all, but he's just very tall. He isn't that <laughs> very gangly. Very tall and slender. <laughs> he's some, somewhat on the gangly side. Oh, here not... we go. 
Pillman. 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 Yeah, B. Bry. Pillman. Ruining it for everybody. That's right, Pillman. Pillman. <laughs> Could you not have done the... every line? <laughs> Could we not have done the Dungeons and Doom Horse thing after tonight? It's a big stage to do it on, though, with a hot crowd, right? Yeah, I guess. And it's another thing they can show in Nitro or Saturday Night and go, hey, you missed this, and catch the, 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 the replay. It's true. I just, I'm always weird about wrestlers doing multiple storylines at once. Yeah, it's 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 confusing as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's he looking? I don't know. That's Chris Benoit, not Kevin Green. <laughs> I like how Heenan looks terrified. <laughs> Gene, you called me, and I quote, a pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> what did you mean by that? <laughs> Could you go into details on what you meant by pussy-ass bitch? <laughs> oh! Yeah. That was a sex joke. Because he can't have sex with Elizabeth. Couldn't do that on TNT. <sighs> they recommend you don't. Oh, woman's hitting on me and Gene again. <laughs> Making you jealous. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I just want to be Mean Gene's moustache for a little while. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Get ever better. Oh, the boy. Stevie Riggs and is... get ever is her. <laughs> what? How are they going to spell Jeeves today? Yes, sir. They've got a couple of spellings they're bouncing around. Oh, he's not even getting a he's not even getting a spelling tonight, is Jeeves. He better. He better. Right, that's it. Jeeves is Justice for Jeeves. Hashtag justice for Jeeves. <laughs> what did uh, Dave Meltzer give Benoit and Sullivan? Justice for Sullivan. Uh that's surely gotta be skirting the four mark. It is four stars. Yeah. Uh, second best match of the night. Well, joint best match of the night, with that and Malenko and Mysterio. With the shark, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, of course. Well, Stephen Regal and Sting. I am intrigued by this match I can't see it being bad no how can it be with the two people that are involved yeah they're both you know phenomenal pieces of work in the best possible way and there's and no slap nuts to ruin it yet it's a, oh yes yeah it's only one match I don't know why I like, there's no slap nuts to just ruin it I think just Jarrett. come out and ruin it <laughs> never drew a dime Sting! Right. I'm going to pop to the loo. Would Sting like could at least like... Back? Yeah, could you grab me uh, some form of pop, please? A pop a doodle do. Not a flavoured Pepsi, though. Not a flavoured Either Pepsi. a 7-Up or a, a Coke Zero. That would be grand. So we have got 
Sting right now, making his entrance. Uh, against Regal, there's no real way this can be bad. There's not really been an excessive amount of build toward it, but I think it's one of them things where... But it hasn't really felt like there's been that much build toward it. But you've got Regal in there, you've got Sting in there. Regal's not been in great condition, but he doesn't seem to be as strapped up as he's been, which is a good sign. I'm just going to go grab the door because Tom uh, left the door open, everybody. <laughs> There we go. Now I'm not screaming into the office full of people editing. <laughs> right. Oh, Sting's got the whole, like, stroby scorpions going on. I feel like this is going to go with Sting making a grand offensive. Regal's going to fight back with some more technical, I guess, vicious moves. And then Sting's going to prevail in the end. Because, I mean... It's just... Sting's place on the card versus Regal's place on the card right now. Surely Sting's got this in the bag. It's very weird looking back at Sting being so colorful, though. Like, I don't think I'll ever be used to it, even though I know it was a thing. But that referee is just magnetic, isn't he? I can't take my eyes off him. Look at his mullet. Look at his mustache. Little bow tie just kind of seals the deal, doesn't it? <laughs> I never know what to say when Tom's away. Regal's got a bit of hungry bum going on for anybody who's interested. We got a USA chunk. <laughs> oh, we got Bruno. So I think this is during a period where Bruno's on the outs with WWF. I'm sure he made a stand against um, performance-enhancing substances, and that led to kind of loggerheads with WWE. But yeah, Bruno's going to come to WCW for a little bit. Uh, and it's going to feel very odd. It's going to feel very, very odd. Uh, and it'll never not feel odd seeing it. But we're getting there. <laughs> Fucking guy in the crowd's loving it. Regal's just so good. So Regal just buy in time here. Much like myself, waiting for Tom to return. There he is. Here I am. It's the man himself. I took the liberty of making a coffee. Really shove that door, because it'll pop open again. Because it's a, a coffee, bastard. I a Tom, I had a I had a quintuple shot espresso wow. uh, Americano on the train. I am I nearly got an energy drink, and I was like, I think, I think that would actually kill me. That would be the mm. thing that set me off. Yeah. They're dangerous in the wrong hands. So now the awkward period's over. Tom's back. You can all listen in again. 
<laughs> I doubt it was awkward. Did you swear or say anything libelous? Just no, to say I was. To I was just kind of sitting there going, "Oh, this is good. Cool. That's oh, fine. this is uh, yep." And then a load of stunted silence. If in doubt, I plug. I plug the Patreon. <laughs> if in doubt, <laughs> I plug the Patreon. It's a cheeky way of doing it. Cheeky way of filling a minute. Filled a minute. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's lovely. So how are they doing? Are they having a nice time? Yeah, usual back and forth as expected. Kind of Sting gets off to a little bit of a hot start. Regal peels to the outside, mugs off to the audience, gets back in the ring. And now it's sort of fully underway. We've had the announcement that Bruno is going to be WCW bound, though. Oh! So we're going to have Bruno Sammartino popping up soon. We don't talk WCW. about Bruno. It's just, I was saying to them, uh, it feels odd seeing Bruno in WCW. It'll never not feel odd. Never suits him. Yeah, it's, it's odd. But still, it's Bruno. What does he do in WCW? He doesn't wrestle, surely. No, I'm sure he's just sort of in and around it. I'm mm. sure eventually, I think David might come in for a little bit. Right. But I can't remember if David's already been or not. Lesser talented David Flair. David, David Samartino. How do you follow in the footsteps Freudian. of like the greatest champion of all time, though? Right? Mm, like difficulty. <laughs> In terms of like longevity, Bruno is all time great. So like, how do you how do you become the next Bruno? You just can't. But no, people don't want you to be anything else in that time period. It's like it's little Bruno. Yeah, you're unfortunately. And then his, his dad comes to Mania with him. Mania one. Uh, Bruno's sort of part of that match with David and Beefcake, which ends in like a schmoz. It's just sort of like a weird brawl. But Bruno gets. Uh, in the ring for a little bit, kind of, uh, is it Johnny Valiant? I think he fights off Johnny Valiant. Yeah. Crowd goes wild for him still, but it was just never really there for David. And no. I guess it's kind of suffering by surname, really, more than anything. You could have maybe moved away from the surname and but then not, and not had your dad with you at ringside. But then yeah, but then you're always keen. That And it's a proud tradition, what right? You're, you're the son of Bruno Sammartino. Surely you want to tout that and, and well, carry on that family legacy. It goes against what WWE stands for these days, whereby yeah. you have like, oh, you have a famous dad. We're not going to mention it. Yeah. Brom Breaker. We're not going to bring that up. Yeah, we're not going to bring that up. No, let's just deal with it. Unless it suits us, in which case we might do, but I doubt it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw somebody on the front row and go, hey, every now and then. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, we, like, they Sting haven't said it outright. We crushed do out know. of him. Like, we can't call you Steiner. Are they acknowledged that Rick Steiner's his dad? I know they had a thing with Joe Gacy. I don't think they're going to be acknowledging Rick Steiner for a while. They acknowledged him. When Joe Gacy kidnapped they, him. They acknowledged him, but I think after everything that happened over WrestleMania weekend, it'll be... Yeah, yeah. let's play that back down again. Yeah, they'll be, you know, they'll be avoiding that for a while. It's such a weird one with Bron Breaker. I don't know whether we brought it up here yet, but... Yeah. Because when NXT was rebooted, he was like, there's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy they're going to get behind. And he's just plateaued. But then there were reports, it's like, we, we've had to get people in there to boo him. Like, there, there were reports that they'd, mm. they'd got plants to, to boo and it was like right okay I just don't know if he was one of those names where it's like pulled the trigger early I had a great idea for like if Cody had won at Mania it was off the back of something you said on the stream but it was um, Cody's the type of champion who would defend in NXT yeah. and I think if you give Cody a few high profile defenses with the belt and then he went to NXT uh, at like an NXT takeover or something and then lost the belt oh, you would have basically the next Brock Lesnar if you were to use like Bron Breaker to do it. Cody would then have the, the Okada Crisis of Confidence storyline where he just, it's like, what the fuck? Like, you finally fight your way all the way back to the pinnacle and get there, get the gold for the first time and then lose it. 
And then you basically build it up for a whole year. And then at Mania, you now have the same match again. But Cody wins. We're back on the same track we were on originally. He's restored his, you know, crisis of confidence. Uh, except now you've got Lesnar too, who doesn't need to go back down to NXT because he's just had a fucking year-long tear through the main roster. Yeah. Looking like a beast. I like that. Yeah. There is something about using that. Won't NXT. happen, though. <laughs> I know. But I like using NXT as part of the grander story yeah. like you have there. The idea that the crisis of confidence story I love, yeah. whereby for whatever reason you have a guy who... Somebody's like, just on random takeover and then all of a sudden, shit, he's going to be on Raw. Yeah. Because he's got to be. He's the champion now. Yeah, now we've got to push him. Yeah. We've got to push him. I want to have Cody a... Cody just having that gut moment where he's gut. <laughs> you could also spin it whereby you have Roman beat Cody and they go, right, Cody, if you want another title shot me, you have to literally go to the back of the line. You have to beat everybody in the company. Everybody. Including office staff. <laughs> <laughs> We get Cody Mania, which is eight hours, just CCTV footage of him just beating the <laughs> shit out of office workers. I've got to beat everybody. It's like... They go, who's that? Oh, that's Mark game of, Oh, game of death where, where Bruce Lee's got to make it up floor by floor. Except it's just at the top, it's just Vince waiting on this throne. <laughs> Hands him the title shot. <laughs> Fine, you got here. Then that wasn't that what Money in the Bank was? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Money back yeah. 2020. Yeah. An interesting concept. They were just, they were free balling, weren't yeah. they? Were free wheeling. I wish, I wish that we'd get more of it, but I understand why it was, why we maybe don't, because it's got to be a fucking nightmare to plan that. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a nightmare. Whereas you can just have a ring set up in a room, come in, do it all there. <laughs> a lot easier. Yeah, rather than like putting on like a Hollywood blockbuster production yeah, the way they did. It's like, we're going to shoot scenes seven to nine through the next three days. <laughs> Everybody who's needed, come in, get tested, sit down, isolate for a week. Right, we can go. Oh, you've got it. Shit. <laughs> we'll write you off at this point. <laughs> like, any office workers who are available that can be cameos in it. Well, Bruce Pritchard's here. <laughs> John Laurinaitis is here. We've also got a clear money in the bank case that's full of money for some reason that Dana's going to think is real. <laughs> Just hang in there. <laughs> we won't tell him otherwise. It's just the office betting pools money for money in the bank. <laughs> Regal just working those elbows into Sting's ears. I enjoy that match as a tour of WWE HQ. Yeah. I We're going to have to have another one now that they're moving out of Titan Towers. Yeah, they're nearly moved now, aren't they? Yeah. They're nearly, they're Shameful. Better. Slightly nicer. Shameful, Tom. Slightly nicer. Shameful, Except Tom. <laughs> How dare they get a nice new modern building? It is shameful. Bastards. Do you watch, do you watch Tom Scar videos? No. Because I'm getting the vibe that they've left. They, they had like a nice little office space in London. And I think they've left it. Oh. And I'm just, because I've been watching a few videos, I realised that some of the videos they've been doing are green screen with the old office in the background. Uh, and green screen and, and they could just be renovating. They could be. Yeah. They could be. I do like Tom Scott. I like Stephen Regal. Mm. Me too. He is a good, he is one of the good wrestlers of the wrestling why he was never a world champion. I never got the one thing I wanted, which is to be a world heavyweight champion. I think he would have, there was a point in like the early 2000s where he would have been gold, even for just a little, little like sliver of time. When he won King of the Ring. He would have just been gold. Yeah, I mean that, that character turn was just really, really embracing the mm. evil side. It was great. Make him world champion in that, with that King of the Ring throne. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd been amazing. He beat Punk in the finals. Just imagine, was it Neville? imagine the level of stuff he would have been doing, just, just, just oh, with the audience right in the palm of his hand. 
Regal's caught a little team of people around him just to keep the belt safe. Oh, ah, yeah. it's great. It rides itself. Regal has a world Instead, we got JBL's one. cabinet. Oh, hooray. I'm so happy. <laughs> Thanks. That's great. Delighted with that. You know who should have been champion top? Tyson Tomko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that he pushes his little muscle. That's funny. He's a boy. What's Tomko doing these days? Huh? What's Tomko doing these days? No idea. Maybe acting. I hope he's all right. He had that <laughs> really unique look to him, didn't he? Mm, yeah. He's a very WWE guy. Yeah. Very, very early noughties WWE guy. Just like, muscly with tattoos. Surely. Wear pants. Surely got in the acting career. Surely got work in the acting industry. I'd hope so. Travis Tomko, if you're out there, we hope, you, we hope you're okay. We hope you're doing all right. Worried about you. <laughs> Give us three rings. <laughs> Hashtag Travis Tomko, give us three rings. <laughs> who are we giving three When we first started this, who are we asking to, to give us three rings? I can't there remember. Was somebody, wasn't there, there was where somebody. we say, give us three rings. Jim Duggaroni Pizza. <laughs> no, we always know he's here. We always know Duggaroni Pizza's here. All you can hear is... That's a spicy pizza! Jim, shut the fuck up. And <laughs> doing my catchphrase. This, this is, is a why you pay me. This is your idea. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't wait to see the Mario movie, Jim Duggan. <laughs> Day one. All <laughs> oh, new research techniques. I hope in the next Mario movie, they somehow find a way to reference the Bob Hoskins Mario movie. Yeah. I love the little nod Just to have Bob them Hoskins. Travel through, have them travel through different dimensions. Because yeah. that's all the rage. And then just, just yeah, just just have them pop up in that reality. That'd be oh, nice. Just for a second. And then old Super Mario Brothers cartoon reality as well. <gasps> That'd yeah. be nice. Well, they 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 reference that nicely by having yeah. the, the commercial. Which I we, know, but we can do more. But we can do more. We can build it. We can. Build we can, it. we have the technology. We have the AI to probably do Bob Hoskins' voice. Yeah. So we easily. Have Bob Hoskins as Mario. Until they ban it. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's happening in Italy, isn't it? It's coming. Yeah, it'll. It's. I don't think it's a tool that should have ever been given to the public. <laughs> just, it, we shouldn't be allowed to freely use it. Yeah, it, it just it's scarily powerful. Scarily powerful. <laughs> it should be reserved. I use for one, I use one of my Chat GPT windows now to just play a choose your own adventure game. Oh, do you? Yeah, it just writes me a procedurally generated one. <laughs> I just kill time by searching dungeons for shit. Oh it's wow. Good. <laughs> And you just keep playing. You just like like go left. And yeah. Go left and it it gives you your options and you choose. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That should be a stream. Yeah. <laughs> a never-ending dungeon game. <laughs> I think that, that the guys but who make made it the, about nineties WWF. The guys who made Forever Seinfeld are back online. Yeah. But they, I think they, they, it's no longer Seinfeld related now. It's right. like its own thing. And it's, yeah. The, all the chat seems to be this isn't as fun. <laughs> like oh no, we've got bored with it already. Like oh. a never-ending sitcom. Yeah, but that's the that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Like it, it's sort of it's almost like an art piece. It's it's weird because like it's it's the whole argument of AI and art. I think if you just go like make me a painting of this, then it's not art. Mm. But I think if you were to take elements of it and use that to build something greater, then yeah, I think it qualifies as a form of art. Maybe you can you can use it alongside. I think if you use it as like a tool in the process, then maybe. Yeah. yeah. Don't use it as the def don't use it as the end product. Yeah. Use it as a as a way of sort of producing the end product. Yeah. If that makes sense. 
I showed Alex there, and, and I love Alex because she's very matter of fact about life. And I showed her that AI never ending Seinfeld thing. And yeah. I, and she was like, but what's the point though? It's the show about nothing, but I said, forever. I said, it just, yeah. it just goes on forever. She said, but why has someone done that? I why said, not? just because we can. Yeah. That's like, that's the period of humanity we're up to now yeah. is just doing it because it's there. That's it's, it. Yeah. And I think that whole idea freaked her out. We're going back to the moon. I'm hoping that the moon's going to get us all back on track because we're going back to the moon. Yeah. So it's like, right, if we can go back to the moon, we can just go, right, that was a wild 50 fucking years. Let's <laughs> just get back on this track. Let's Calm go to fucking down. Mars. Let's go to Jupiter. Let's, let's go out yeah. and go underwater. And if it's going to take all of our jobs, then let's just go do that shit because that sounds fun. You yeah. want to get in a little fucking rocket and go to the moon? Like, yeah, let's do let's it. Let's explore the ocean. Yeah. Let's explore the planet. We know again. fuck all about the ocean. Let's not let's not try and make an error. Maybe the aliens song. are under the water, Tom. I ain't thought There's of that. There's certainly U.S. military reports that dictate so, Tom. Oh really? Yeah, there are. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens are just hanging around there. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's U.S. military craft have seen stuff coming in and out the water, tic tac shaped objects. Are they tic tacs? They're the same sort of objects that they uh, followed on the Nimitz with all that leaked UFO footage. So the aliens could be having a little sleep in the water. The, the US government basically kind of went, yeah, these things are in the sky and we don't know what they are. And then it quietly just never really got, they just sort of dropped some footage and went, yeah. And then news just sort of washed over it. It was like, yeah. Can we go back to that? Guys, guys, it's, just, it's fucking, it's just moving like, what? Like, look how fast that fucking, it's a bird. What do you, what do you <laughs> look, look over it here. It fucking stands still in midair and rotates and then flies. What? <laughs> Never mind that. Look at this. It's a cow that speaks Greek. No, can we go back to the the really fast thing that's not a Kardashian's got another 12 God, series. Look out, Kardashian's have another 12 kids. Like, no, let's just look at the yeah. thing again. I wanna like I wanna I wanna be a fly on the wall in Robert Bigelow's office. Like the guy. Bam Bam's dad. No, he may as well be. <laughs> He was like a, he's a Las Vegas um, real estate mogul. He had like more hotel rooms than fucking anybody. Yeah. Um, made a absolute mint, started an aerospace company and just publicly funds the search for alien life. Brilliant. Um, he bought Skinwalker Ranch. Like the guy's just like, he's like real life unhinged Tony Stark, but for aliens. Wow. I, I need to... I just there wanna... he is. <laughs> Big Bob Bigelow. He's found it. He's found the alien... <laughs> Look out for aliens <laughs> under the water. They might look like sharks, but they're really oh. just John Tenter. John Tenter goes, I'm a shark again. <laughs> love, I love how casual this advert is. For, hey, bash at the beach, the summer party. What this fun. man has just been eaten alive. Sharks and all that shit. It's going to be hilarious. But this Fucking is... the night wrestling changes forever. Changes forever. Because <laughs> Mabel was the third man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't threaten me get into that. Time. We need to get into all of that ruckus before we get to oh, Bash at the Beach. The Because that still persists to this day, is the whole Mabel, the third man. When he was talking, it was, it was a conversation. That's it. it but that's why we, we need to flesh it out because people just sort of know that Mabel was the third man thing. Yeah. So we need to... We can add some detail. Yeah. Uh, what Tom did, was there. I was, I was Mabel. Tom was there. Tom is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm Mabel. He's one of them, at least. <laughs> Nelson Frazier, <which> my friend. <laughs> What did uh, what did Dave say Sting and Regal was worth in the star system? 3.2. You're close. 3.5. Ah. Three and a half stars for Sting and Regal. I don't know why I said 3.2. 3.25 is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh. Three and a quarter. And they brought out Michael Buffer for the tag team grudge match. Michael Buffet table. Michael Buffet. <laughs> Such... <laughs> Just... 
<laughs> just running down what's on specials at Iceland for Christmas. <laughs> Michael Buffet. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the new gimmick. Frozen Gouja. Let's get ready to save some money on a weekly show. <laughs> Uh, you've had your main course. Now it's time for some frozen desserts. Let's get ready to crumble. <laughs> He'll probably see you for that. Potato I'm sure he owns the cadence wedges. and everything. Yes, he does. <laughs> but I'm doing it for parody purposes. So that's my legal defense, Your Honor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He does own it. He legally just owns it. Just combine his and his brothers and say it's your own original invention and just disregard any copyright complaints. <laughs> It's time to rumble. Just yeah, just jam them together. Stick them together. They will start using buffer on like every nitro in weeks to in years to come. Yeah, it's and fucking it's, big. It's big. It's but like, big. Or you could have saved that yourself. shit. Felt real as a kid. Like having him there was like a big thing. Like it's wild to think, but like the level of fucking professionalism, his voice and his appearance in the ring just lent to any sports presentation in the 90s. Yeah, big style. Because of the, the fights he was involved in in Vegas and stuff, like calling all of those, like, you know, announcing people to the ring. Like, I don't know why, but Buffer just really adds to that environment, doesn't he? Yeah, he really, really does. Well, it's just his tone, it's his cadence, yeah. it's his authority, most it's famous, his grammar. Most famous ring announcer in the world. Without a doubt. Yeah. The camera crew just... <laughs> just seeing the shadows. <laughs> he didn't bring down his Madden trophy. Now that would have been fun. I we wanted him in a silk bomber jacket. I wanted him, you know, with with football gear on. Weird order of announcement. Vince Russo for that. Yeah. You think it's a contractual thing? What to announce like on then Flair's Flair. like I'm the biggest star, and Heenan's like motherfucker. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd have had Heenan come out first, leading Arlen Flair. And then I'd have done Savage, oh, Savage out first, leading Green and Mongo. Although I guess if, Mongo. if, if, if you know they're going to pop for everybody, give them individual entrances. Plus it, it adds to the runtime. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they're running under a little bit. Maybe. Although Arlen's already there. <laughs> As if they didn't use the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> Sure, Mongo's in that. I'm just remembering now. I was looking at looking at Buffer there reading from his <laughs> notes, and I was remembering it's still important to know the product. Like case in point, the night he announced Brett Clark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's still like important to know who and what, <laughs> and know what the product is. So that's Terry and Deborah and Pepe joining Tom. Steve. Fuck's sake. Fist pumps, fist pumps, fist pumps. Fist pumps, fist pumps. Oh, they're standing the wrong way. And Terry. Oh, Terry. I thought it was Terry. Must have been must have been Gene's pronunciation. Have they stopped yet? We'll not know until it cuts back to them. We're just going to keep going. Never stop. Never stop until the pump. Who who was pumping in the first place? Was it the crowd? No, it was Deborah and, uh, and, and Tara. Oh. They were one arm each just going... Panthers and bears, panthers and bears, they are the best friends. <laughs> panthers and bears are all the well best friends. Well known for teaming up in nature. <laughs> yes. They Have they stopped? The fight They've stopped? They've stopped. They've stopped. Thank God. Thank God. Oh. Here he comes. 
They didn't play his music. Oh, they, oh, they do. They, it's they, just they, got they, an 11 oh. minute wind up. <laughs> Simple t shirt design. Summer. God. Summer. You, could put, you could put anything on a fucking t shirt back then. <laughs> do you remember going on holiday in the there 90s and everything was tweety? Yeah. yeah. And they followed by Homer Simpson doing weed. Yeah. Like, Homer says, chill out, doe. Forget out. I remember a lot of people wearing Tweety Pisces. <laughs> yeah. The 90s. Am I right, kids? God, Looney Tunes were everywhere. I remember it's because of Looney Tunes and Tazos that I learned that, like, basically all the crisps I like are owned by the same people. Yeah. And I was like, what? I had to go that. in the basement of the house I live in the other week, and uh, in the basement was a discarded 1997 packet of prawn cocktail walkers. Oh, God. The reason I knew it was a 1997 packet was because it was the special edition Tazo Star Wars Oh, wow. Uh, it was like all over the front, like, collect the Star Wars thing oh. that's inside each packet. And it was like, fuck it out. So when they moved out, they just left a packet of prawn cocktail crisps it was like in the, the basement. basement. It was just sort of like loads of fucking workmen had obviously been in and it was just shit everywhere. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Would you tempt me to open it? No, it was already, it was discarded. It was, uh, it was done with. I was had like there a been a, a thing inside there, I would have tore that fucker straight <laughs> open. <laughs> I'm just curious how I'm on X Wing, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'd be curious how prawn cocktail crisps hold up after 20 years. I, well, they come in a foil bag for freshness. That's true. <laughs> McDonald's doesn't, and that seems to hold up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking, you got a wonky table? Just stick a hamburger under there. Firms up right away. I watched a guy... Joins the wood, just on... melds with it. Like... <laughs> just becomes yeah. one with the table. Yeah. Beefy table leg. See the guy who put the, the, the Big Mac in the air fryer for no. like 10 hours? <laughs> That's just going to kill it. It just it held its shape for like 10 hours, which That's is alarming. Wild. Did it not just turn out like charred? Oh, it looked grim. Like yeah, it, like I was going to say, the like, bun was Because an air fryer mangled. is just like a, a miniature fan oven, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love mine. It's great. Yeah, we've got one at Steph's. It's, oh. it's, it's the fucking boy. Game it's the boy. changer. Yeah. Wax some meat in there. Mate, you can buy like a shit sausage roll and put it in there, and it turns into the most amazing, delicious sausage roll ever. Just They're it, magical. Gives it a bit of a, a kick. I want to put pasta in there, yeah. Apparently, you can cook pasta and put pasta in there. And then you get, like, crunchy pasta shapes. Uh, a little snack, get a bit of dip. Nice. Nom, 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 nom. Pop that in my mouth. Have a lovely day. Delicious. I might try it tonight, actually. I've got a slow cooker. I'm going to maybe do some pulled chicken this week. Oh. But I need to get I need to get some focaccia back on the go. So oh. I've got flowers to use, and I've got sun-dried tomatoes to use. So it's like... Uh, yeah. Get a nice bit of pulled pork in there on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Crack on with your day. Just let it sit. Knowing that the... Uh, the smell of pulled pork is just going to permeate your building forever. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely, that. Everything in your kitchen will have a fine layer of grease on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is where the pulled pork is just settled. leave it cooking so much that the fat just becomes one with the air. My gift to uh, my wife-to-be will be on the odd occasion where if I'm if I'm doing a radio shift on a Sunday morning at 10, I get up at about 7, yeah. whack some like some beef and stuff in the, in the air fryer. Yeah. Like, Shallots and all that stuff, and leave. Not the air fryer, the slow cooker. Mm. And by the time I come home, like the whole place like smells delicious. You're welcome, <laughs> my little gift for the day. We'll serve that up, and we'll have a lovely night. And then Christmas, just make mulled wine that get fucking arsehole all day. That is a great idea that I mm. that we did at our Christmas party yeah. last year, which was a lovely idea. But if you just keep adding booze to it and put the lid on, the booze can't escape. <laughs> Only one for to escape, and I yeah. can't. <laughs> 
So Mongo and Kevin Green versus Arn and Flair. We're finally here. And Mongo straight on his ass. Mongo, what are you doing, Mongo? Annoyed with that. What's Pepe going to think? <laughs> Pepe's at ringside. Just being shaking a, his head. Being a, a good boy. Going, Come on, Mongo. You're ruining it for I'll all pick of up us. extra work with WWE if you're not careful. <laughs> they want to do this thing with Al Snow. Ah, <laughs> uh, what if Pepe and Pepper are the same person? Maybe they are. A boss man end up cooking him either way. Disgraceful behaviour. Actually, where have Deborah and Tara gone? Tara gone. Maybe they're on. Uh, it's hard to see hard cam side, isn't it? Sometimes because the crowd. Yeah, they're on hard cam side. Oh, are they? Oh wait, are they? I couldn't see them. I was just trusting you. Wait, no, they might. No, not they've be. gone. No, they're gone. Interesting. Maybe they just want to keep Pepe at ringside because he'd be stressed. Yeah. That dog does well just to to be held like that at the start of the show. Oh. Oh, big pop for Green and Monger. Great pop for Green and Monger. Oh. Oh. Cheating, disqualification, and that's the end of the match. You're watching along with us, by the way. We're currently at two hours and five minutes, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43 seconds into Great American Bash. Still to come, the Giant and Lex Luger for the world title and nothing else. Nothing else will happen. We got 40 minutes for just two matches show, and just no two other segments. And no other segments. No other segments at all. None at all. No. Nothing's going to happen. No, no Marvel-esque shenanigans here. Let me tell you that much. Was Bobby Heenan in a different suit earlier? He was. It was probably a pre-tape. Probably. Just thinking continuity. I do prefer that suit to the other one. Just thinking about writing a stern letter to TNT about Strongly their continuity department. <laughs> about their, about how uh, now the now-deceased Bobby the Brain Heenan <laughs> was, was not You should be ashamed of yourself. Continuous. Bless it. He was he was one of the best. Felt so sad watching that last video of him. Yeah. I was like, oh, that didn't need to go on the internet. Like, what was annoying was somebody made a fake social media account that got verified and stuff of him as well, and it was just a bit like, uh... that's grim behaviour. Green's loving it, man. Look Green's at him. having a great time. It's <laughs> a crazy dog. That's right. And he's got his rat tail. <laughs> Green is loving life. Just pop him in the mouth. Just, <laughs> just hit him. Hit him. Hit him. Actually, if I still got my blue tick. Hit him. Hit him. <laughs> if you've got a blue tick, you're not real anymore, Tom. Hit him. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> right, mine is still there. I know that peoples are coming away. Like leg, leg, um, Legacy blue ticks are coming away from the 20th. It's today. Twitter's a shit show, man. I, it is a shit show. I go on there to simply be depressed all day. That's it. <laughs> it is a shit show, but I'd like the perks of being verified without paying for it. Yeah. If I can. So I'm just keeping my head down. Never part of the uh, little check club, so go fuck yourselves. You get what you deserve, all of you. <laughs> Look at you, your once great blue tick. Look at what it's been reduced oh, it's to. Grim, People it? think you pay for Twitter, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Checks on them because I don't. Oh, Show the block. and again. Oh, Kevin Green is really bloody good. 
Are the wrestling? I'm just loving that they're competing in their team colours. Yeah. Little strut. I mean, fuck the bears, but good on Mongo. <laughs> Lovely strut by Kevin Green that sends Flair oh, on the round. Oh, Macho again interfering, referee. Yeah. Referee. Oh, is the ref being distracted? No, he's, no, he's having is, a good old gander. The ref is going, yep, this is fine. <laughs> Randy's just bringing him back. No problem Rick just whatsoever. got lost on his way around to the other side of the ring. That ref should have disqualified Savage immediately. Jeez. Oh. I don't understand how I didn't just fucking pulverize Flair's hips over the years. Like, the amount he takes it. Yeah, like, he always lands like, on his side, It's always, he? It's obviously had an impact on him, but, like, I'm surprised it wasn't, like, a lot sooner. Maybe he did have, like, an early hip replacement. I don't know. But even, like, in 2 out like, knees and hip, I think, didn't he? I don't know why he just didn't do flat back bumps. I guess it's all in how you're thrown, though, isn't it? Mm. That and the kind of landing half ready to come back up is a bit more dynamic. True. It just always felt like... Here we go. So this Mongo's is... going to get his hands on Rick. Mongo's been... This has been a nicely told WCW story. Yeah. You give him a slap for what he said about Debbie. Yeah. Flair's been going, oh, shake your wife. Mongo's been going, I'm not going to rise to it. Now I'm going to rise to it. That's <laughs> it. Drop it. <laughs> yes, Mongo. This is Mongo's second ever wrestling feud. The other was against Karma in the WWF in 1994. <laughs> Sorry, 95, sorry. Where I believe he should have headlined WrestleMania 11. <laughs> Not Lawrence Taylor. I don't get why you think that. It's just, I don't know. It started, <laughs> as, it started as a half-hearted theory, <laughs> but one that people got so annoyed by. I'm doubled down and I'm doubling Double down, down on yeah. it. That's all like, you can do. Yes, with Mongo should have headlined WrestleMania 11. Lawrence who? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. NF what? You want? You say you don't want him in the main event of WrestleMania. Mongo. It's it's not so much what I Mongo. want. It's just what would have worked. On. Mongo works beautifully. <laughs> Look at that hip toss. <laughs> but he loved Mongo versus Bam Bam Bigelow in my main event in WrestleMania 11. <laughs> Mongo versus Kevin Nash for the title. Let's do it, you cowards! Oh, again. again! Landing on his side all the time. No wonder he's, as you said, as you probably said, early hit replacement for Flair. As a result of all these redonkulous drops. Referee again, just watching him, just poke him in the eye. Poke, poke him in the eye, poke, poke in the eye. Wah, 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 wah. The way this match goes makes the... Actually, no, I'm not too sure yet. I'm going to hold my tongue on that bit of editorial until okay. I see how it plays out. Because <laughs> I've never seen this show before. But I'm going to wait and see how it plays out. But are they in the right colours? They are, aren't they? They are, yeah. Bears playing blue and orange. Uh, Panthers playing like that kind of teal. Uh, is it teal? Teal. Yeah, is that teal? Yeah, it looks yeah. like a teal. Turquoise. <laughs> Figure nice. four. Nice. Green gets in. Figure four. Ah. Uh. Kevin Green has been brilliant in this. And yeah, Kevin he Green... jumps like both feet into it. I really like that he just kind of, he just rips it off, doesn't he? He bloody does. Just took the chance and ran with it. Oh, here they come. Oh, they're still there. Get careful away. With, careful with the dog. Get away. God, you, you get out of here. Look, Pepe's like, what are we doing? No. Oh, Pepe's a bit confused then. What's going on? I don't like this. You can't explain to dogs and cats what's happening. 
You can. No. Yeah, they won't get it. <laughs> you just bark as loudly as you can in their face. <laughs> I always, I always think about the two dogs that played Eddie and Frasier. Right. Like they didn't know what was going on. No. They didn't know they were in a, in a TV show. No, they show. don't know they're superstars. They just thought that was their house. Sometimes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they just thought that was their house, and and Frasier was sometimes their dad. I was like, oh, they didn't know. It'll be CG Eddie for the new season, probably. Fucking be fucking <laughs> juggling fire, doing backflips, <laughs> entering Marvel Phase Six CG or whatever, or whatever we're up to. <laughs> Frasier doing a podcast and complaining to Rodney, <laughs> whilst the CG Eddie juggles in the That's background. That's Rodney's just such a weird <laughs> casting. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm all for it. I'm Rodney. all for it. But like Rodney, really. I will only call Nicholas Linders Rodney. Yeah. And he he's must either Rodney or Goodnight Sweetheart. Those are the only two things I know him as. He's just Rodney. Yeah, but he was just Rodney. I want him to play Rodney in it. I want him to, like, Rodney from Only Fools and Horses, move to, move to Seattle. He's just constantly fucked off. <laughs> Damn it, Rodney. <laughs> that should be Frazier. Damn it, Rodney, you're such a plonker. <laughs> it's Rodney becomes the star. I'm more excited for King of the Hill, if I'm being honest. Is there a reboot of King of the Hill happening? Apparently so, yeah. Oh. But I don't know if he's going to do... He, he originally wanted to have it have an age like jump, so right. the real amount of time's passed. Oh, which so would like be, It'd be odd, mm. so I don't know. I mean, I'd be all right with that. I just want to see more Bobby. That's all I want. So Bobby would be what, in his 30s? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And maybe selling propane and propane accessories. While his dad is you would retired. Hope. You would hope. Oh, yeah. He better not have become famous and ruined Hank's plans. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. Or like Bobby's always like... I'm Bobby's get... just the star quarterback of like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this season is completely unbelievable. I'm so upset with my boy. I'm embarrassed to be his father. He should have been selling propane and propane accessories. Oh, Damn it, blow. Rodney! Why is Rodney in King of the Hill as well? <laughs> Just put Rodney in everything. <laughs> Rodney from Only Fools and Horses is also here in King of the Hill. Damn it, Rodney, you and Bobby are plunkers. As long as we get a call back to Spepeggy and Meatballs, I'll be happy. <laughs> a signature dish. <laughs> Spepeggy and Meatballs. <laughs> I don't know what a JPEG is. <laughs> just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could play that often. I don't know what a damn NFT is. Just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog. This should have just been a Hank Hill Twitter feed. Yeah. Basically. When's that When's that happening, the King of the Hill? I don't think it's still early talks. Oh, fair so. enough. The last I'd read anyway. But no, I like the idea of a, an, a, of a time jump to go. I do and I don't. I'd be happy either way, I think. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see what they're up to. Yeah. Dale especially. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just want to see how Bobby's getting on. See what's changed and what doesn't. That'll be a lovely time. What Bring are your general thoughts on like reboots and stuff? Because there is a lot. I think when you... If it's like original cast and crew, then I'm all for it just to see... Um, but when it's just like, hey, let's make The Little Mermaid, but live action, what's the point? Mm. I just saw the trailer for that, and it's like, it looks good, and it's going to make a lot of money, but like, I don't, I'm not really that arsed. Like, I know it's not my, you know, it's not a film targeted toward me, but it just feels like very, um, like, we'd rather just recycle shit than come up with new shit, and it, it's just like, nah. I, I think you kind of start to ruin the integrity of the original work 
when, you know, if they were to do Back to the Future, say, you know, it just wouldn't be the same. No. It couldn't compare. And it would be too full of modern shit to just sort of ruin it. So I think that there's got to be a general shift. I think as we grow more and more tired of superhero films, which is coming, um, that maybe we might start to see more because they're kind of facilitating that loop, aren't they? It's like, it's Iron Man 9. Come and have a look at it. Like, oh, it's <laughs> the next so Avengers good. film. You've got to see these are the 14 first, though. And then you're like, oh, it's that guy who was in the background of that one film that time, but now he's the big bad guy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's just, my love for comics is sort of... You said before Being that killed it's, by the, the big Marvel phase die-off because it just feels like they care less and less about it. It's like, eh. Mm, it's not, they're not as big deals. Yeah. There's um, is the company is the production house called A twenty three? A twenty four. A twenty four. Is it A twenty four? I know what you mean. Yeah. Because uh, like they made like Midsummer and they made like loads of stuff. Their big yeah. shit is like we make original movies. Yeah. Do re- and that's 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 what I want to see a return to is mm. like how the fuck are you supposed to make statement pieces if you're just gonna remake something and cram a new message into it? Like if it was Back to the Future, but all of a sudden it was about like say save the planet. It's like, it's, yeah. like just just make an original film about save the planet. Just, oh, you got to cram it into this one. Doesn't need to be that, yeah. Like we're gonna remake a Lord of the Rings. Like, well, the, the fuck, you can't yeah. fucking come close to Peter Jackson's trilogy. I know it doesn't really touch on the books, but for everybody going, yeah, but it'll be closer to the books. Do you really fucking want Tom Bombadil just magically popping up, singing for fucking ages and saving the day inexplicably? Because that's largely <laughs> that's what he what does. Happens in the book, and it, it's just like you, there's so much more detail, and it's like there is, but it's not filmable. Mm. Like, and Jackson's trilogy focused mainly on the war aspect. It's like, yeah, but you can't like the news isn't just a report of everything that happened. Like, you wouldn't just be like, and you know, Steve Michaels from London woke up this morning at 8.30 a.m. And John Smith, his neighbor, woke up at 6.15 a.m. because he had an early shift. Like, you can't just do that. You, you've got to <laughs> pick like the Douglas best Adams through line. That you've got to pick the best through line through it. Otherwise, it's just a Ken Burns documentary. And yeah. it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, you can't have a 58-part Lord of the Rings film in cinemas. No. They'll try, but you can't. <laughs> Is that the fear that this is what this is going to be like? Oh, we'll get more into the weeds on it. See, but if you do, you're going to lose a lot of people. It's yeah, I don't know. I, part of me just wants to see what they'll do with it, but it, it's just fuck. You can't touch Lord of the Rings, man. It was the unfilmable trilogy of books, and they filmed it, and it was awesome. And yeah. now it's all going to be a CG fest like The Hobbit, which sucked ass <laughs> and didn't need to be three. It was more for yeah neatness. It was it more just three. like let's make as much money as we can and cram in as much from the appendices of Lord of the Rings as possible, and, and we'll just sort of skirt around the Cimmerillion shit, and then we're just, yeah. it's like yep, yeah. and that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, and then it's only a matter of time until like that's done and tired out, and then it'll be you know the next thing will be Indiana Jones starring Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. Hey, uh, and it's yeah, you know that's we're just going to be in this loop until somebody just goes fuck this uh, and keeps making original films. So more long may A twenty four and companies of their like. It's what happened remain. in France. It's how we got the French New Wave. Was you know people got sick of studio films. They just got sick of it, and it was film critics who were like. I could do better than this with a fucking tourist camera and some of my mates on the streets of Paris fuck a studio and they went and did it and redefined cinema. So it's like, just let this all burn out. Just let Marvel and everything melt away and fingers crossed an algorithm isn't going to decide that we need to do more remakes because an algorithm's probably just going to decide we need to do more remakes and we'll have Shawshank Redemption 2. We've got Gladiator 2 coming, which is Ridley Scott, regrettably. Oh, that's a shame. But... That's a shame. You got to make money. Yeah. 
You haven't got to make money, but you do. It's not going to. Well, it will make money, won't it? It's Gladiator 2. What more can they tell of that story? It's a completely different character, I think. Okay. Yeah. Same sort of time period, but... Yeah. Right. Sounds Maybe just like... don't call it Gladiator 2. Maybe just let it be like yeah, another Rid- film. Ridley knows the key to making money is that lovely big Gladiator name. <laughs> yeah. The original plan was apparently going to be Maximus in the afterlife, so at least it's not that. That ain't fun, him dicking about in heaven. <laughs> Bumping into like Charlie Chaplin. It's just God of War. Here we go. We got Benoit out there. Oh, Benoit's in. Giving it to Matro. Referee still not giving a fuck. Kevin Green's been in a figure four for ages. He's hugging there for longer than most. He's got the tenacity of a panther, though. Oh, what? Deborah's got a dress on. Deborah. Deborah, what have you done? What have you done? She's cashing in her money in the bank. (laughs) Elizabeth's about to become the world champion. Divorce papers, oh. what is it? Look at this. Can you open this? It's just Peppy. <laughs> oh! oh Spaghettios! Bag of money! What could possibly go? On, go- man. <laughs> Be rude not to. Please, please don't think bad guys. He's not, a, he's not a Chicago bear, though, so I might just. <laughs> Oh, Mongo! <laughs> How could you do yeah. it? Yeah! Money talks! Fabulous! Love that. Absolute shambles. Love How that. How could you do that to poor Kev? Brilliant bit. What a brilliant bit. <laughs> That's great. Deborah, Deborah playing the wife going, look, money, come on. We can buy a new hot tub. All right. <laughs> The thing is, I know I know Alex as my wife to be like anybody, and I know she would happily have been Deborah in that situation, gone, Tom, mate, fucking money. Financial security. Financial su- <laughs> Go on. <laughs> She'd have been Deborah in that situation. Absolutely, 10 times Sam, over. will you punch your friend in the mouth actually, over no, and over again? But actually, we will give you the money for a deposit for a house. Not even the full amount, just the money for a deposit. Yeah. <laughs> Too fair, Alex would have gone, how that suitcase had gone. Do you have another exact same suitcase? <laughs> We'll do it for two suitcases. We'll do it for two. Two suitcases. Two suitcases. Three and we'll hit him really hard. And a nice meal as well. Throw in a meal. Throw in a second suitcase. And a good hotel suite, wherever we are. And Rolexes. Lots of Rolexes. So we can throw them out to the crowd and tell them how rich we are. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Look at this. The biggest heel turn in the history of a pay-per-view with the name Bash the biggest in, it heel in turn. 1996. Yeah, the biggest heel turn of 96 overall. Never, never will there be a, a bigger It'll heel turn. never be equaled. Than this. <laughs> Mongo and the Horseman. Yes. We all knew it was coming. We and all knew it. it was on the horizon. A lot of people were pissed off with this edition of Mongo and the Horseman. The Horsemen are sacred, man. The, but then I always like the argument that Flair made, but they're like, you know what? We're the best in wrestling. Mongo is one of the best in football. Yeah. And we are a sports outfit that are the best. Yeah. So why wouldn't we have the best footballer? I think it's 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 the kind of... the idea. It's maybe a similar idea to Mr. T in the WrestleMania 1 main event, right? Like, largely, a lot of the boys were like, what the fuck's he doing here taking that spot? Mm. I don't think it's that way with Mongo because he was obviously in and around the company and he'd been training and he was putting in effort, right? 
I think it it's maybe more of like the audience going, what has this football player ever done to be part of the greatest wrestling team ever, right? Mm. So maybe it's more Horseman fans are just a bit like, no, Mongo's not a good fit. And so they kind of have the toys out the pram moment with it. Um, and he's never really fully accepted. But even now there's like hotly debated, like, you know, what counts as the, the proper Horseman, right? Mm. Well, surely the ultimate, surely the Horseman will always be Flair, on Tully, Barry Windham, oh. Ole Anderson. Oh, I guess Ole. Oh, Lex Luger, Mongo McMichael, oh. Chris Benoit. Pretty Paul Roma. Pretty Paul Roma. Vince McMahon. Sid Vicious. <laughs> Bobby, du Bobby Duncan Jr. Yeah. Was he one? Doink. Uh, John Tenter. Barry Windham's brother. Oh. Oh. By the way, what did uh, Dave Meltzer give Flair, Anderson, Mongo, and Kev? Two and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. He said, Terry, he said, these four and Terry Taylor, who trained McMichael and Green with help from Flair and Anderson, deserve an enormous amount of credit. Meh. Big fan. Anyway, enough of that. We know who they are. But he D's on Razor Ramon. What are they doing here? But yeah, your accepted standard is Flair on Oli Tully. Right. Look at these boys talking about factions. I bet they'll never form a faction as cool as the horsemen. They'll be back Stamford with their tails between their legs in two weeks. Yeah. You forget how tall Scott Hall is, don't you? Especially because Eric Bischoff's 6'6". <laughs> Oh. oh, who you got lined up, Bischoff? Who they're going to fight tonight? Yeah, because you said you said it was happening tonight, Bish. What? But you told so us I to paid, watch. I paid thirty nine ninety five for this, and uh, I'm not getting anything. I agree with Scott Hall here. I think you're a joke. Oh. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Lee's dubbing Vince's voice. <laughs> I'm stealing the gimmick. <laughs> yes, I do. And they are brilliant. And Vince is a good kisser. Dubbed over the top. <laughs> so they've legally got the WWF off their back there yeah. by saying, do you work for them? No. He can't be medium-sized. <laughs> Mabel. Damn. Oh. Abdullah the Butcher. Copyright WWF. Abdullah the Butcher is the third man. Carve them up. Beefcake. Who is the third man? Beefcake. Beefo would be Carve. a great third man. Carve booty up. man. Oh. The third man. The booty man. Oh, no! Oh, yes. Nobody beat... What? No! That's it. Jackknife onto the concrete. Oh, Christ! It was like Fair. a catch and release jackknife, that. Fair fucks the bitch off. He took yeah. it like a champ. The problem now is that he's going to have the wrestling bug. <laughs> yeah, now he's going to want to do more. <laughs> he's got a taste for it now. Must admit, I took my first wrestling bump and I went, I never want to do that on a regular basis. 
No, you're fine. <laughs> oh dear, well, what a spot. Okay, not a match. Oh. You're still in the building. Yeah. If you waited until you got to the fire escape, that would have been cool. Slam it behind him. <laughs> Great bit, that is. So, um, fun factoid. Yes. Two people were hurt by the spot that was planned there. Okay. One was Eric Bischoff. Right. The other was wrestling legend Pedro Morales. Shall I explain what the why? fuck was Pedro Morales doing there and how did he get hurt? Right. So Pedro was doing the Spanish language announcing at this show. Okay. Right. They'd set up multiple gimmicks tables in the event that Bischoff missed one. Yeah. There were others that he could land on. Right. right? So don't tell me he's under the table. According to the observer. Don't tell me he's under the table. When Morales was coming back from the broadcast, he accidentally stepped on one of the gimmick tables. Which, oh, shit. Which collapsed and he fell four feet and landed on his elbow. Fucking hell. <laughs> he ends up sweating his elbow. some Bret Hart at fucking uh, double or nothing energy. Oh, fuck. So, See you later, Bret. He's going through the curtain, just waving. He's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Bret nearly died. His elbow wound up swollen and his hip, knee and back were all injured in the fall. Although he refused to go to hospital. Because he's a trooper. <laughs> so Pedro Morales getting injured <laughs> during the invasion. Dusty being left alone, here's the perfect call. Oh, dust. He's just so charismatic. He's great. Here we go. Dave Meltz is very complimentary of Dusty during this show. Yeah. Uh, where he says, obviously, that Dusty was nowhere to be found until minutes before, which we discussed earlier. But he said he, this was his strongest performance as an announcer for WCW. I think... Because sometimes he tends to be a little bit yeah, like, lost in the wilderness. there's been times where it's not so much like he's phoning it in. It's just kind of like feels like he's been thrown into it a little yeah. bit. Um, and yeah, it, it's felt a lot more consistent. He's been good tonight. Mm. And I like this sort of subdued... Oh, oh, look, look. at babyface Lex. Luca going to have to check on Bischoff for the main event. I'll you be, deserve this. I'll be you deserve hero. this, Eric. I'll be your hero. <laughs> I want more money, Eric. <laughs> Any chance of getting that check to me by Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're hurting all, but I just it's been a couple of days now. You're still on for Outback Steakhouse yeah. after? We're still going for dinner in a minute. Lex, fuck off. I've got some receipts for you. Lex. Can't, can't find Conan. <laughs> Can you give these receipts? I've got them on a spike. <laughs> Crammed on. <laughs> Here's my receipts. Not now. Not now I'm selling. What are you selling? What happened? I want some. What's wrestling? <laughs> Have we got Dusty on his own out there? Well, I think uh, Tanae went to... Not Tanae. Uh, Shivani went to check on Bischoff. Right. Yeah, we could do with, like... He's back. There we go. Few. I mean, good. Yeah. Dusty's doing well, but 
He like he he kind of scurried off uh, at the start of the dusty solo shot, and then he's, right. he's kind of scurry back. That's fine. Main event o'clock at one hour, so two hours, thirty-two minutes, and thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. If you're doing the retro reaction with us, you can tell this match isn't going to go the distance. There's <laughs> an hour left. <laughs> no! Giant Aluga for an hour. It's a knockdown drag out brawl. It's just sweating everywhere. It sticks of onions in the arena after. <laughs> of course it does. All that green lighting. <laughs> oh, we're getting corners. The smell of vision, it makes it smell like onions, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the classic corners. I do like doing corner to corner announcing. Mm. It's my favorite as a ring announcer. Very delicate with the top rope there, the giant. Very delicate. He's pretty good. His, his, his pecker's sticking out, isn't it? <laughs> American Bash. <sighs> oh, easy tiger. The Maryland oh. stick. You've got the greatest announcer in the world and your mic's not working. Let's get ready to... <laughs> it's like, I, I don't... Let's just listen to the Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Ah. Oh. Ah, oh, beautiful. I don't know if you've noticed this, but Roman Reigns' new theme. When it loops, it goes... Yeah, it's almost like it's a bad loop. Yeah, no, it, it's almost like they just sort of accidentally almost go to his old theme every time. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get that because it doesn't even flow that well. <laughs> so you got the like, and it just carries on. And it's like, what the fuck? What was the, yeah, what was that? Why has nobody clipped that yet? <laughs> I'd shit myself as like, the fuck? <laughs> He's got phenomenal, like, I think he would use that shield music forever. And I think yeah. the music they gave him is just bang on for him yeah proper final boss shit that is oh yeah needs to be and when he walks out of Wrestlemania 40 when he should definitely fucking lose the title no he'll have it do you reckon get him at 3,000 days <sighs> then we'll talk Tom then we'll talk I'm, I, I know at the time I was in the moment if you just I'm... make him champion forever then the odds against him become so low <laughs> and then the company puts the whole payroll on him <laughs> and the well, this, this, the, the SEC are never going to find out. Just, <laughs> no, they're too busy looking at actual sports. Hello! Giant with the incredible Hulk Green. Mm. And a Bill Bailey haircut. He's not quite gone full scarlet yet. Not yet. Or like an egg behind a shower curtain. Yeah. As Bill Bailey describes his haircut. An egg, an egg this is more like an egg having a nice lie-in. An egg, an egg under the covers. <laughs> So Luger and Giant is your main event. Luger has been an interesting character to follow in the past few months. Because he's he, been flip-flopping like a fucking fish. He seems very focused on this night. Yes. And he's been more focused in the, the weeks leading up to this. But mm. in, the, in the months that we've been building toward these matches, it's just been weird with Luger. Really weird with Luger. Like, one second he's heel, one second he's face, then he's sort of in the middle. Sting's none the wiser, then Sting knows about it, but Sting's still going to work with him, and very odd. But the Giants just kick just fuck out of him. Immediately just kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Lex Lug Leg Luger. Do you know 
who I am. <laughs> I slammed the USS Intrepid. <laughs> I like how history is now. He slammed the entire boat. Fuck. Well, of course he did. He threw it back down in the water. It wasn't going to get damaged. I slammed the entire boat, you bastards. <laughs> With 1,000 spectators and a Yokozuna on it. <laughs> and that Mr. Fuji, he was there at all. And I slammed him. I think they should have got Steiner to slam him. I think it's got Steiner. Sla- Scott's they should have waited till, till Lex was halfway through slamming the ship and then had Steiner slam Lex. <laughs> so Steiner slams all. And then Hogan comes in at the last minute deal and slams Steiner. <laughs> and then Hogan's somehow champion again. And history just remembers Hogan slamming Yokozuna, even though there was a whole chain involved and a whole ship getting thrown. <laughs> I'm sure somebody said they were going to have Steiner slam at one point. It might have just been a pipe dream I had. He was probably one of the only talents capable of it, I think, at the time. Because mm. Yoko was got to have been over 500 pounds at that point, I think. All-American guy. I thought it would have been an obvious choice. But, yeah. But no, it was leg slamming Rock the intrepid. flag and eagle. <laughs> <laughs> His leg instead. Now leg is. Do you looking. think Jimmy Hart is coming out in different clothes? Yes. Do you not think Jimmy Hart's just being cloned? <laughs> oh hello. Jimmy Hart cloning himself is something I could see happening. He's a very busy man with a lot of clients. Oh hang on. Oh, it's Stanger. Ah, Stanger's hitting Jimmy Jimmy Hart's C one thirty seven. He's got like halfway out the shower. He's got no face paint on. He's basically naked. Get back there, Sting. Get G- some face paint. Jimmy on. was like, Sting was almost like, oh no, an entire WCW show where I only appear once. Let's <laughs> change that. He's out constantly on Nitro. Not that I'm complaining. Sting's very good. Bigger star when Hogan's not there. Yeah, as long as Hogan stays away. So nice use of Sting there to get Jimmy Hart clone number C137 away. Yeah, and his microphone. Or megaphone, sorry. It's kind of a microphone. It yeah. does the same job as a microphone in terms of it. It's like a mic and an amp. It's a, it's a mamp. <laughs> so we're going to call it. It's an I. I've invented a new thing. A it's mamp. called a, a, a mamp. <laughs> those things on the Mandalorian that we watched, those things that look like half fish, half rhino, for a while we were calling rish. <laughs> or fino. <laughs> you know the ones we mean if you watch the Mandalorian. You know the ones we mean. I've been watching Barry recently. It's possibly one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in Why, my life. Why, thank you. It's, Tom, it's, it's genuinely fucking amazing. Is it? I think you'd really enjoy it. Does it star uh, a, a shark with a New York... No, it stars, New York it stars Bill Hader and it oh. fucking rules. It, it's amazing. Matthew was bigging it up. Yeah. It's, uh, we watched the first couple of episodes and mm. it was like... yeah. What is it about? It's Barry? about a hitman who decides that li- that life's not for him anymore and he wants to become an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously it's quite hard to leave that prior life behind. Right. So it, it's it's all kind of about that. But it, it's very good. Very, oh. very good. Very bleak, but very good. We could do with a new series to get into since we've finished Desperate Housewives for the second time over. <laughs> How could you watch through that twice? It's great. I just get really <laughs> into it. I just, I, you have to, we had a couple of years between both watchings, but yeah, I love it. Do you feel the, feel the gaps were true blood? Mmm. <laughs> think of other shows from the time. <laughs> I mean, it's that or, um, what other show, or, uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anything from that point, in t- that, that time frame is excellent. 
I remember Grey's Anatomy had a terrible Wii game because it came with my Wii as like a free throw-in really? game. Yeah. It was just like a visual novel set in the Grey's Anatomy universe. And sometimes you did surgeries. Oh. There's some good surgery games out there, but Grey's Anatomy not one of them. Surgeon Simulator is my favorite because it's so complex. <laughs> like it's fucking impossible to control. <laughs> I think that's part of the fun is it's very difficult to control. You're like dropping dropping knives into people's open chests. Yes. <laughs> like using your hands to crack, crack ribs. Yeah, and stuff. It's great. What was the one on the Wii that was like a really, like a, it's like a hospital game. But oh, it was, it was called like Lifeline or something. It was yeah. like a weird, yeah. It was like an it anime. It was a DS version of it as well. Yes. Yeah. That was fun. There's like an outbreak. What happened to like Dr. Kawashima's brain training? That was like everywhere, do you remember? Yeah. And they just disappeared. That was on the old DS, wasn't it? Yeah, it like like took over the world for a bit. You did it every day. Oh, he's not strong enough. Mania 3 spot there with your dad. (laughs) And Lex's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Could be both. (laughs) Andre put it about a bit. Just a little. You'd know if you had sex with Andre the Giant. I don't know. <laughs> You'd know. I don't know. He was a big boy. <laughs> he was described by onlookers as, as a bit of a big boy. It's all in preparation, Tom. It's all in preparation. <laughs> would his preparation be 17 bottles of red wine? Maybe it would, but it's all in your preparation. <laughs> oh, God. All right, my preparation. Yeah, preparation H. Am I right, kids? Softening Luger up, yeah, that's part of the preparation. <laughs> really tenderizing that Luger. Oh. Getting the flavor really in there. <laughs> I'm going to eat. Yeah, this match finishes spoiler with giant eating leg Luger. <laughs> Sautes him up nicely. Just everyone just uncomfortably watches. <laughs> As this little giant sheds a tear. As he eats leg Luger. Then Kodan comes out and goes, You need a receipt for that. <laughs> Would you like some some parmesan? (laughs) Duggan's like, I got you covered. Brings out his deli slicer and just starts slicing (laughs) off Lex's foot. (laughs) That's a spicy Luger. (laughs) (laughs) Is a Luger a type of gun? Yes. And that's the that's the fun of the name. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Never thought about it before. he's, He's like a pistol. Yeah. Lex Luger. Is it his real name? No, his real name's Larry Fole. Larry Fole, that's it. Larry Fole. Spelt like Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Larry Fole. That was a rare, like, springboard dropkick by Larry. Don't expect any more. No, ever again. Well, this match hasn't been as... Uh... No, considering what's come beforehand and, like, the builds to this. And I get world title goes on last. It's traditional, but... I'd have made this three minutes. <laughs> yeah. you got to have a good show in, I guess, but it's it's crowd starting to warm up. It's felt just very warmed over, hasn't it? I'd have had the match start here with those with those yeah. elbows to his head, the forearms to his head, Giant on one knee, and I presume Giant's just going to choke slam him to pieces, and that's going to be that. Usually he stands up into the choke slam. Yeah, this, has been, this is where I'd have started the match. Big splash by... Whoa! And he moves! Oh, no. Jeepers. Giant's just hanging there. 
Oh, no, he kicked him right in the cock. Luger's tenderizing his knob. Right in the cock again. (laughs) In the cock! Three Pete to the cock. (laughs) A quadruple to the cock? That's just too much, Lex. It's a lot of cock there. (laughs) Sustained penile abuse. (laughs) SPA, as they call it in the forces. (laughs) Sustained penile abuse. Oh, torture rack. Marriage. Oh. Can he do it? Fantastic. He's got him up. He's got him up. Don't blow your knees out. 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 Oh, he blew his back out instead. I had a horrible, oh. as you were saying, double your knees out, I had this horrible image of him like bringing his knee a little bit yeah, in yeah. and then just going, yeah. clonk. It, it always, it always, <sighs> always, always like sends me west. Oh, it's like a hyperextension on the knee. <laughs> had it not oh, been for the all scooping of... him up right off the floor like the piece of dirt he is. <laughs> like a piece of rubbish. Elevates him to the heavens just once so he can know what it feels like and then... Ooh, will to they, the mat. Will they do Luger kicking out? No, they, no, won't. they won't. Wow. A train is coming. Literally everybody leaving. <laughs> Father's Day ending <laughs> like that. <laughs> for you, Dad. <laughs> Did it for Andre. Well, yeah, I know you say it's like Tata Match always goes on last, but I think with all the stuff that came before, what a really flat way to end the show. I guess it's it's not really their fault. It's more that the the prior matches have taken quite a lot of the air out of the room, especially that last one with the big mm. reveal of Deborah, and you know we had Malenko Ray. We're not in the era yet, but in we've the, had Sullivan Benoit. Had you been, had this been in that, the modern era, you would have put that world title match on first. Yeah, I reckon you would have four minutes quicker, or just put it on second main. Second you know? main, yeah. I think if you put that before the tag, people would have left a bit happier. I think so, because it just left everyone feeling quite flat, considering that we'd had like two white-hot angles. Somebody working for the the production's name is William Bird, so that means his name's (laughs) Willie Bird, which means his name is Two Penis Jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Blue Tit. Doug Dellinger. Less alone brother. Well, how was was Great American Bash 96 for you? It was all right. It was better than I remembered, but it's still uh, just a bit... Left a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah, it was like it just felt the structure was off. But again, it's kind of it's a very rigid format in these days. So mm. it, it's kind of when you have these big matches that suck a lot of the air out of the room, it, it it really is this big thing that's hard to to kind of come back from. Uh, and I feel like right up until the end, the crowd were just sort of into it, and then then they started really getting like up on their feet and you know shocked and excited by it. But I don't know. Mm, well, what about you? What did you? Well, before I tell you, what did Dave give the main event? One and a half. One and a quarter. One and a quarter. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Um, last match aside, yeah, great sort of beefy boy battle in the opener. Yeah, tag. Um, great taste of things to come. Great taste of things to come with yeah. them. Great taste of things to come with the cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. Great match with those two. Love the white hot brawl with but Benoit so like and The cruiserweights are like the only thing really holding up their end of the bargain. Like just delivering like the set thing they deliver every time. Yeah. But even though it's sort of every time you're seeing these car crash mash- matches, it's because that's they stand out so much that they don't really feel repetitive. No, they don't feel. No, that no. feels like different. They feel like time. inventive. They feel great. I thought the uh, the tag match with the heel turn of Mongo was great. Yeah, played excellently. the The spot with Nash of a time was mm. like 
eye grabbing, yeah, jaw yeah. dropping, great. And then the main event just left us feeling a bit just a little bit meh, feeling a bit meh. Which is a shame. because We've got to see Bischoff go through a table. Yeah. Meltzer loved it. Meltzer said, WCW Great American Bash was one of the rare exceptions to the WCW rule. It's hard to believe that a WCW show could be compared with shows the level of the J-Cup. But this show for Angles was the single best pay-per-view show ever. For wrestling, it was very good as well. I mean, for, for from, from that point, actually, yeah, it's it's sort of resolved and tidied up a lot of the eh, mm. it's been happening and around stuff. Like, you know, we've, we've got that kind of clean break. Pillman's long gone. Benoit's now firmly in there. Mongo's in there. Mongo and Green are probably going to feud. You've got sort of giant holding on to it. It, it. it really did feel like there was a lot of cleanup now that you mention it. Yes. And Bischoff loved it. And Bischoff's obviously very happy with it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you uh, bash the beach, you crazy Where Well, we're definitely getting a match. Definitely getting a match. With a third man. Not on this show, you cowards. Mm. We're back next week for the fallout from the Great American Bash. Until we are, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We're at Cold Oleg on Twitter. Eat shit every week, folks. I like how eat shit every week, folks, is becoming a cat's break. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.